Good evening. Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. I am back. I'm here to do another show. Dino, of course, is going to be joining us. Glitzy Flitzy is going to be joining us. We're going to be having some discussions. There's some things I want to discuss. There's a lot of things I want to discuss. But before I bring Dino and Flitzy on, there's something I want to discuss first. I was going to bring them on for this, but I just rather do this by myself. I'd rather do this all by myself. And then I'll bring them on. <sighs> Advocacy is a joke. Advocacy has been a joke. Advocacy in this community is a fucking joke. You understand what I'm saying? Advocacy is a joke. Fucking ridiculous. Let me tell you something. A few years ago, and I never talked about this a few years ago because God forbid if I did. A few years ago, I was uh, doing these shows and, you know, I've been doing these shows for years, but, you know, I was thinking, why don't we have an advocacy group that goes out there and counteracts all the negative media? You know, a group that, like, when there's a bad story or, there, you know, a newspaper, television, whatever the fuck it is, when somebody's lying about vaping and e-cigarettes, why don't we have a group out there to counteract that? Something that the media can turn to, an advocacy group that the media can turn to and say, hey... We have this report about e-cigarettes, and they're bad, they're terrible. What's your response? Somebody to represent us in the media. Why don't we have an advocacy group like that? I thought, my God, that'd be so good. We need, we need something like this so bad. Then about a few weeks of me talking about this, a few weeks later, I get an email from Tony, wonderful, wonderful Tony. And she says, you know what? You got a great idea. You got a fantastic idea. I want to help you make it happen. And hence, the American Vaping Association was born. Now, at the time we were putting this together, um, there was advocacy groups that were already in existence telling us it was a joke, it was going to fail, it was ridiculous, they were laughing at us, saying that it was just fucking stupid and it's going to fail and what a joke this is. There was advocates out there in the community that all you fucking people look up to that you think are so wonderful that were saying it was going to... Hell, I had one of them say that having that Tony and I having Gray Connolly as president would be a mistake. This is somebody all you fuckers look up to is like, oh, he's the greatest advocate. He said having Gray Connolly as president would be a mistake. And look where the AVA is now. Look where Greg is now. Unbelievable. So thank God we didn't listen to them, okay? But let me tell you something. This is what it's been for years. It's been who, you know what? It seems like all these people, whether it's individuals, whether it's groups, they're all out to somehow be the ones, I guess, that say vaping. We're going to be the ones. They all want to be the one. They all want to go down in history as being the fucking ones that say vaping. They're never going to work together. They were working together years ago, and they're not going to work together now. It's not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen. You know, I did this wonderful thing, this wonderful thing. We, we you know, uh, we sat down, me and uh, Christine contacted and sat down with this wonderful Dan Carter who's taking on the worst anti-vaping senator in the United States. He's the Dick Blumenthal is the worst. He's the worst anti-vaping senator in the fucking United States. The worst. He's taking him on. Not only is he taking him on, he wants to take his job. He is pro-vaping. 
He's stopping at vape shop. He drove around last weekend around the state of Connecticut and tried to go to every, there's like 80 fucking vape shops now, but he's trying to go to every single vape shop. He wants to meet with vapors. He, he brings it. It's, it's part of his campaign. Listen, okay. This is Dan Carter speaking. I'm, I'm going to play you this. I want to play Dan Carter. This is a, a fundraiser we did for him. This is him speaking of the fundraiser. But before I play this, this is what I don't fucking understand. Okay. These so-called advocates aren't even bringing it up. They won't even talk about it. They won't even tell you, hey, you know what we should do? We should concentrate on doing anything we can to help this Dan Carter guy because he wants to remove the worst anti-vaping senator in the United States. When all you fuckers were bitching about, oh, my God, they're going to ban e-cigarettes on planes. Oh, my God, I won't be able to fly with an e-cigarette anymore. Dick Blumenthal was the guy behind that. For years, he has rallied against vaping, against e-cigarettes. He gets other senators and other Democrats fired up. He's been doing it. He is the worst, and he's going to continue to do it. And we have a chance to get him out, and nobody get, nobody's fucking doing anything. Are you kidding me? Where's all the advocacy groups saying, hey, we got to support this Dan Carter? I post a fucking link to his uh, his Facebook page on Kassan. They delete it. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, where's all your... So you have all these people that are doing these podcasts, these advocacy podcasts. Who the fuck's mentioning Dan Carter? Nobody. Are you fucking kidding me? What we should be doing now is concentrating on getting every anti-politician, every anti-vaping politician out of office. And if vapors can remove Dick Blumenthal, if the story, if the headline was vapors remove Dick Blumenthal and vote for Dan Carter, Dan Carter wins. That's going to be a national fucking news story. And then politicians are going to know they're going to know. Stop it. Stop it. We got to stop fucking with them. Look what they did. Mr. Untouchable Richard Blumenthal is gone. We better stop fucking with these vapors. But no, 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 no. Not a single fucking advocate. You know what? And there's some advocate groups out there and some advocates out there, right, who will not say a thing about it because I have something to do with it. So what? So you don't like me? I don't give a fuck. Because you don't like me, you're not going to uh, do what's best for vaping. You're not going to help remove the worst anti-vaping senator in the fucking United States because I'm behind uh, the whole Dan Carter thing. You fucking losers. You're all pathetic. This is Dan Carter. Listen to him speak. This is Dan Carter speaking. And, and let me first begin by just thanking everybody for coming this tonight. I know everybody's busy, but, you know, when you see an opportunity to uh, unseat the what, king of anti-vaping, King Richard, this, this may be your opportunity. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, let me just explain just real quickly a little bit about myself so you know who I am, you know where I'm from. Um, you know, I, I've been in Connecticut here for about, uh, oh, about 17 years or so. Uh, after graduating from college, I went to a state school. You know, I wasn't in an Ivy League or anything like that, but I did go in the Air Force. I spent 10 years active duty. I was a pilot in the early 90s and then uh, moved to Connecticut in 1999. I was working healthcare for a while which of all things you would think, you know, somebody in healthcare is out here advocating for vaping. It's pretty surprising, isn't it? We'll get to that in a minute. Um, also, in, in 2010, uh, I ran for a seat in the state legislature in Connecticut, so I'm currently a state representative. I'm serving my third term, uh, and now I've seen this opportunity to go up against Richard Blumenthal for a host of different reasons. And, and vaping is just one of those many reasons that I'm, I'm actually running against him. But, but let's talk about vaping for a minute because it's really important. Um, I was first introduced to e-cigarettes and vaping last year, 2015, when in the state of Connecticut, 
The state of Connecticut wanted to regulate vaping just like cigarettes. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, we have an alternative to smoking that has not been proven to be harmful to anybody. But all of a sudden now, the government regulations or the government regulators want to regulate it, tax it, and in Blumenthal's case, tax it out of existence. So you know, in those days, I didn't support that change to make this just like smoking because it's not. It's a different industry altogether. And in fact, the industry itself, I think, has gone a long way into helping people who don't want to smoke. That there's, there's a lot of options there for people who want zero nicotine, but they want to be able to do something and have the freedom Freedom's another thing, right? Freedom to choose what they want to do in, in the vaping. Now, what's happening, obviously, I see with the regulation. There's no question about it. People I talk to understand in the vaping world and the, and the manufacturers and the shop owners, they understand that it's okay to regulate what you do. And, and nobody complains about that. But to have somebody like Dick Blumenthal come in and do it in such a way that they're ready to regulate you out of business. And folks, that's exactly what's happening. You know, it's going to be very, very difficult to support an industry that has as much technology as you do and that it has many people supporting you because Blumenthal and, and the guys like him want to hand this over to Big Tobacco. That's the way I look at it. You know, they, they took a lot of money from Big Tobacco over the years, right? They took a ton of money. This is their opportunity to take this industry and regulate it in such a way that only Big Tobacco can afford to run it. And that's what's happened. So, you know, as we move forth through this campaign, I'll tell you, I'm going to be talking about a lot of things. But when we talk about the economy, and the economy in this country, and the economy in this state, it's based on businesses like yours. And it's small business, and it's freedom, and it's for you to be able to go out and be able to enjoy what you want, as long as it's not going to hurt you or somebody else. And folks, the, the, the vaping, um, vaping has not been proven to hurt anybody. And that's the important part about this. They're, they're coming after it because of the money. And that's the way I see it. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're see, watching this video somewhere at home, um, I know I have a lot of people here today who have been very gracious and generous in supporting this campaign. But, you know, these kind of campaigns take a lot of money. Blumenthal is the seventh richest guy there. You know, he's the one percenter plus. His, his in-laws used to own the Empire State Building, literally. So if you think about that for a second, I'm going against the, the mountain. This is a Dan and Goliath race is what we're calling this. But, you know, with the help of vapors all across the country who want to put a little skin in the game on this and visit my website at carterforvapors.com. You can contribute a small amount to this, and that small amount will go a long way if there's a lot of people doing it. And it's really important because we have a huge opportunity in Connecticut. This is a very uncertain time in an uncertain world in this election. And we don't know how it's going to go in Connecticut, but I'll tell you this. Richard Blumenthal has a lot of support because of his name, but there are a lot of people who understand he has not been for the average person, even though he tries to run on it. So if you folks are out there and want to have an opportunity to get rid of the biggest thorn in your side in the vaping community, this is your chance. And uh, you know, I'll wind it up and I'll say thank you very much. I'll be around for some questions afterwards. But uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting this campaign. And together, we're going to make a big change happen. Thank you. How many politicians here are talking about vaping like that? Now listen, go ask your advocacy groups that you're a fan of. Go ask your favorite advocacy podcast broadcasters. There's a bunch of them now. Ask them all. Say, why are we not talking about Dan Carter? Why have you not mentioned once that we have a chance to remove the worst anti-vaping senator in the United States that has been encouraging many politicians to bring up all these, misinforming them and bringing up all these horrendous fucking uh, uh, regulations across the country? Why are we not removing him? Why are we not even talking about it or discussing it? Ask them, because I don't fucking get it. Unfucking believable Advocacy is a joke. 
It's a fucking joke. If you think the Vapor Technology Association is going to save you, then you're a real fucking moron. Then we're doomed if you think that. For fuck's sakes. All right. I'm done. Where's Dino? Where's my guest? Where are my guests? I'm going to bring on Dino first. There he is. I got everything fixed this week, too, so it's not going to sound like a... Like it sounded all fucked up last week. Where's Dino's intro? Hey, Dino. Yes. Here's what I got for you. It's your favorite intro. I love it. Uh, uh, this country is fucking uh, pussy fart. Uh, right. Uh, uh, this country is fucking uh, pussified. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this country is fucking uh, pussified. Uh, pussified. Uh, pussified. Uh, <laughs> That's great. How's it going? Great. Wonderful. Wonderful. That is good. That is good. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, uh, my grandson's leaving for Florida tomorrow morning. Yep, and I'm not going to see him for a week. Oh so no, I'm going to be miserable all fucking week. Oh no, that's not good. Yeah, that is not good. That's terrible. <laughs> You'll be okay though. It's only a oh, week. I'm sure they're going. To, they're going to Universal Studios. Yes, he's gonna. So. He's gonna have fun. He's gonna like that. Oh, I'm sure he will. Where is our other guest, Flitzy? Where's Flitzy? I got to add Flitzy. I got everything fixed now. Everything was a mess last week. I got it all fixed now. I am a redneck. He is. <laughs> Hello. He's not a redneck anymore. Oh, he's not? No, he moved out of the fucking outhouse and he lives in a real house. <laughs> You're not a redneck anymore, Flitzy? I am a redneck. <laughs> Flitzy, are you there? Can you hear us? Hello. We gotta find your sound. I don't know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Shit. We can hear you, Flitzy. Flitzy can't hear us, Dino. Oh, I gotta say that joke all over again. <laughs> you do, because he can't hear us. I'm gonna tell him that we can hear him. All right, there we go. There you go. You can hear no, us I now. Paused. <clears throat> Probably. You? I paused the. Sh- I paused the the show. Uh huh. Can you hear us? I am a redneck. Can you hear that? Can. <laughs> it's, I mean, Good thing you, you fixed everything. I did. This is not me. This is him. We can hear him. All right. I'm going to try this again. We can hear you. No, this is not me, Dino. This is, this is on his end. I got everything all straightened out. All fixed up. No problems on this end. So he goes away next week. That's all right. That'll be fun. You'll get a break. You all can... right, that's weird. You want me to call you? He can't hear me. Why am I talking? <laughs> <laughs> I can call him on the phone if that'd be easier. I can, uh, Flitzy. Uh, okay, he said, hang on. Okay, so we'll hang on. So while we're going to. Uh, t- let me. I'm I'm getting sound from one but not the other. Give me just a second. Okay. Can you hear me or Dino? He's saying he's getting oh no, he's getting sound from the show, but he's not getting it from his Skype. 
Okay. Well, anyway, while we're waiting for Flint's I can hear both of you, but... Oh, you can hear us? I don't think he can hear us. Can you hear he's me? Getting, he must be getting us on delay. Yeah. No, he's he's getting the sound from the show is what he's getting. He's listening yeah. on the... Uh, on the uh, he just needs to shut off the VP Live page. That's okay. I can edit this all out. In fact, while we're waiting, we'll do this. <laughs> this is a mistake. 4-8, you're on the air. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're breaking up left and right uh, on, on the uh, on the telephone right now. I don't know if you're using the direct connect or you're actually using the Skype, but uh, you're breaking up left and right. Uh, I'm using the... All I wanted to say is... Yeah, so I think you can hear me fine, but you're breaking up to me. Uh, why don't you name the names of all these groups that you're talking about? Because if you don't name names, then you're just talking about everybody. Why do I don't? Because they know who they are. I didn't say that to start calling out groups and calling people out. They're going to hear this and they know who they are. They know who they are. If, okay, they, well, if, if they have balls yeah, okay, and they want to listen, don't. if they have balls, and they want to come out and uh, uh, say, yeah, I was talking about us. then that's their decision. But I don't want to start a whole goddamn drama fest with advocacy groups. Uh, I just wanted to call them out, and so they know, they know who they are, Ed. They know who they are. Okay, well then, go ahead and hang up on me. Then. Okay, thank you. I'll hang up on you then. Very good, Flitzanu. <laughs> yes, I can hear you now. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, wonderful. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. I guess the Wi-Fi was better in the fucking trailer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I am a redneck. No, like shit gets weird. Like uh, my my audio was pushing to my mic for some reason instead of my headphones. I don't know. Skype was all fucked up, but now I, I think it's working. Well, I'll play your song. This was actually Dino's idea for this song uh, about a year ago. He probably doesn't remember, but Dino was the one that wanted me to make this song. Fucked Cisco. This is Dino's idea. Fucked Cisco. Isn't that great? Oh, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dino so, is basically a musical genius for coming up with that. Yes. I'm like Kanye West. You are like <laughs> Kanye West. So how are you, Flitzy? How have you been doing? Oh, I'm good, man. It's been uh, it's been a while. Yes, it I has. I haven't talked to either of you guys in, in quite some time. You didn't go to uh, uh, VCC in Pittsburgh uh, this weekend? You didn't? <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, I missed that one. Like I, uh, you didn't this miss is the much. Second one, like I mean, yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, but I mean, I, it, I'm sure it sucked with the the air of negativity in Pennsylvania right now. Yes, well, vendors are pulling. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I applaud the guy. He's trying to put events together and get people involved and do a lot of advocacy things with it and promote advocacy. I, I listen. Good for him. But it's, it's just not going to work. People don't give a fuck. Um, everything that's going on in Pennsylvania right now, not just that. It's just pe- people don't, they don't care, okay? Most of these people go there to get free shit. And if they're not going to get free shit, and after August 8th, they're not getting shit. They're not getting free anything. Right. Uh, either that or really, really good deals on uh, e-liquid and, and mods and stuff. And that's why they go. They're not going to go just to hear advocacy groups. and they're not gonna, It's just not going to work. Sorry. Yeah. People don't care. They don't give a fuck. You know what they care about? They care about the the recoil RDA. Do you know? Have you seen that? The fucking this Grim Green comes. <laughs> Grim Green and his boyfriend <laughs> come out with a with a with a uh, RDA. Did you see the RDA? 
And yeah, yeah and, and, and there's people now get this. There's people buying it and then thanking them. They're thanking them. What the crazy is that? I have Flitz, have you ever bought have you ever paid for something, bought a product, and then you ever go to the grocery store and buy groceries and then thank the grocery store? Thanks so much, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no. Oh, that's, never... that's big in this business. In this in this industry. You buy a mod for eight hundred dollars and then you thank the guy. <laughs> It's usually after he pulls his cock out of your mouth. <laughs> well, now, actually, I did I did thank Dino when I bought my Velocity. Yeah, well, you had a reason to thank me. That's true. I gave you something you asked for. Not that that's I was true. looking for the thank you, all right? But but that's, you know, you, you asked me for something in particular, and I made sure you got it. In, so I guess you, you felt that you needed to thank me, which is cool. Yeah, right. no, no, no. When, he... when, when somebody normal comes on the website and buys the Velocity, they don't have to send me an email and thank me <laughs> for making the Velocity. Right. All right? I thank you for believing in me and Cisco enough to purchase our product. Yeah. That's I, the way it should be. That's what I was going to say. I, they should come out, if they have any morals, they should come out and say, you know what, stop thanking us. That's ridiculous. Don't thank us. Thank you for spending your hard-earned money on our products. They're thanking them. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's not Grimm's fault. That's just. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it's his fault. But you're. He should. They should be. Both of him and his boyfriend should be thanking them for purchasing it. People are thanking them. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. Thank you. People, people can be weird sometimes, <laughs> man. I don't know. <laughs> I I can't I can't even guess how many people thank uh rip trippers for buying his shitty juice line oh sure absolutely yeah you're right whatever, there's a lot of people shit he does yeah there's a lot of people that thank a lot a lot of these people they thank them it's 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 insane it's absolutely nuts <laughs> but yeah you know people aren't caring about advocacy they care about the recoil rda that's all they care about right now <laughs> they don't care. yeah Maybe and <laughs> It's true, though. Like, you know, I was it's funny. Uh, a, a segue into that is literally last night I had a, a local meet. Um, I got uh, Rob from Vapor Kings. I don't know if you guys know Rob, but um, I had his help uh, because he knows a lot more about what's going on than I do from the, the vendor side and all that stuff. But we had a, a Q&A about, you know, what's going on with the FDA for consumers to uh to come in and ask questions you know how fucked their life is going to be after all this happens and uh it was like 15 people showed up 15 20 people you know right. i mean it, it it it's it's a sad state of affairs and um and then directly following that was of course people posting you know in local groups like oh we need to be doing more stuff we need to be doing more things like you didn't even show up to a q a like what do you want us to do? Like, there's only so much that we can fucking do to make you people want to save vaping. Right. And I mean, there, and that's it. Like we, we can only do so much. Right. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely no, 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 nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody yeah. cares. You know, it's a good thing he came out with that dripper though, when he did, because drippers are just about dead. Drippers are about dead. Nobody cares anymore. Hardly anybody's using drippers anymore. They hardly sell anymore. I talk to many people who run stores. They all say the same thing. The sales are dying off. They're just uh, nobody. Nobody cares anymore. It's all tanks now. Is that the for the most part, or unless you're uh, Grim Green and his boyfriend, and you put your name on it, then you can sell a shit ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but other than that, nobody cares anymore. There's just, just no, you, you know, that fuck, I got to, as much as I think that smoke TFV8 tank is stupid, Flitzy, because I do, I think it's fucking dumb. It's a yeah. dripper. It's a dripper that's a tank. It's that simple. It functions just like a dripper. You're gonna get the same flavor, uh, the the heat, the the vapor production. It literally is a dripper in a tank, and people are just. That's why they're so popular, and so many are selling because people are buying those, and just that that's that that tank is really solidifying the death of the dripper. Hmm. It really that's interesting. is. Interesting. It is. Yeah, so. I, I really haven't. I mean, I moved, you know, a couple months ago. And so uh, I haven't unpacked everything like I I set up my vape meet for, you know, for yesterday. And I, I finally had to go through my boxes and dig out my other mods. Like I was literally using my uh, my Anakin disruptor and that uh, that tank that you the super tank mini. Like yes. that's all I was using that mm -hmm. for, you know, since May. Right. And uh and not using a dripper, not using anything else other than that tank. And um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think people can survive very easily just using a tank. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I'm using a super tank right now. I went back. I was using uh, I went back to the super tank a few days ago because we got these really cool super tank ticks, uh, tips that we're selling at the store. And I went back to the Vapor SO.6 coil and I'm fine. Thirty five watts. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, but. It's it's yeah. I mean, things have changed. Uh, mech mods have died. They've been dead, and drippers are just about dead, which is is just fine. You know, they they're talking about that on Facebook too. Uh, someone put a post about uh, uh, should we uh, not uh, have cloud comps? You know, I've been I've been following that Facebook, and again, because of you know, I have more people following me on Facebook, and you can all see that I'm boring and I don't do anything on Facebook. But uh, <laughs> I I do read I do read stuff on Facebook. I don't know if you saw this, Dino. I don't know if you saw this either, Flitz, but in the Not Blowing Smoke uh, Facebook page, uh, there is this guy. <laughs> there is this guy, Cody, okay? Cody's from upstate New York, Dino, so it explains a lot. So Cody put up this post uh, that he was at a carnival or at a fair. He was at a fair, okay? And he was on a ride, and he was vaping while he was on the ride. And the... Uh, the person told him to uh, not do it. He kept on doing it. So then the guy threw him off the ride and told him. Fair he, enough. Fair enough. Well, Cody was all upset about that. He said, that's fucked up. I was outside. Uh, they're telling me that I can't vape outside. That's so messed up. Blah, 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 blah. This and that, this and that. And if you read the post, Cody's not very bright. He's not a bright guy. Okay. He's just <laughs> not. I don't even know if he probably didn't graduate high school. I don't know. He's just not a very bright guy. Hey, hey, hey. So <laughs> graduate high school thing. <laughs> I knew you would say <laughs> Yeah, bit Dino. So, uh, yeah, uh, everybody jumped all over Cody's shit. Oh, they went nuts. Oh, my God. You're an asshole. You're giving vaping a bad name. Uh, why would you do that? You should know better than to do that. 60 comments of people just jumping down Cody's fucking throat. Now, what I found interesting about this post was, number one, and I'm sure you would remember this, Flitzy, years and years and years ago, Going back to 2009, 2010, okay, we were encouraged to vape out in public. You know, I was the only one saying that I thought it was wrong to sit in a bar and vape because, you know, you're bothering other people and they don't know what the hell it is. And I know if I didn't vape and some asshole was doing that in front of me, I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And people would jump on my shit. You know what the response was? 
you, Kevin, you're outrageous. You should vape in a bar. You want to know why? What the reasoning was? Remember Flatanu? Because we want to normalize vaping. We want right. to normalize vaping. You want people to come up to you and ask what it is. So that way you can explain to them what it is because we need to normalize vaping. And so that discussion, if that happened uh, in 2009 or 2010, you would have been all set, Cody. You would have had everybody on your side. They would have said, good for you. <laughs> normalize vaping. That a boy. That's and now years later, everybody's jumping down his shit. How crazy. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, I really hadn't thought about that. Yes. That's that's very true. It is. It is. I don't know if Flitzano is capable of normalizing anything. <laughs> that's true. That, also that, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I love about Flitzano, do you know, because he's not normal. I, You know what? I love that Flitzano can dress the way he dresses, looks, looks the way he looks. It takes balls to do that. I can't do that. I couldn't do that. I admire that he can do that. I love that. Thank you. Thank I do. You. I think it's great. Dino doesn't get it, but he's old. No, so. I get it. I love Flitzy. Are you kidding me? He's fucking crazy. That's one of the reasons why I love him. And I'll tell that's you what. We, that's why we get along. When I first met Flitzy, it was at uh, um, Va uh, Virginia. Uh, the fuck Vapor was Con? VaporCon. It was at uh, either the first or second VaporCon. And he had the hottest girlfriend, Dino. He had the hot. That girl was hot. I was like, I remember for, me, for the first time seeing his girlfriend, like, holy shit, that girl's like way hot. Like, why is she with Flitzy? She, <laughs> she was tremendously <laughs> hot. What happened to that girl? I mean, she. It, that was, or wait, now, did you go to St. Louis? Yes, I did. She was at St. Louis, too. Okay, so it was St. Louis. Yeah, because yes. that, was, that was the end of that relationship, actually. She really? got pissed because I wanted to hang out with all of these strangers from the internet that I had never hung out with before oh. instead of her. You know, I'm like, hey, I see you every day. I may or may not ever see these people again in my life. And so, like, this is a weekend. I'm going to hang out with these people. And it turned into a huge ordeal. And, yeah, it, it was... We basically broke up that Sunday at the end of the show and scene. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was long. Time. That was 2010. Yeah, that's that okay. Was, you just, got uh, you, you got a new girlfriend now, so everything's good. How's that going? Is that going well? I uh, we can discuss that later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! I'm a difficult uh, person to to deal with at times. I can just put it that way. How old are you now? In your mid 30s. Uh, older, sure. little older. Okay, you know, I, I was, I, I, I went riding the other day uh, with this 30s. guy. Who the fuck are you trust sucking up to? He's got to be over forty. <laughs> no, what? He's no, not over forty. No, I'd say he's in his mid to late thirties. He's not over forty. But I thought he was closer 40. to my age. Me? No. Yeah. Look at the fucking clothes you wear. <laughs> no, that listen, that's the style. You know, you don't get it. But uh, I, I was talking, I, I went riding with this guy the other day, and he's in his uh, early to mid-30s, and uh, he's single. You know, he goes around. He, he has no problem getting checks. He he's somehow manages to get all kinds of checks. And, you know, he's, he's like, you know, I'm getting tired of it, Kevin. He's like, I want to meet somebody. He's just getting old. I'm just ready to, to settle down. You know, meet that one person and settle down. Are you there? Are you at that point? You're just ready to... Yes and no. Like, you know, if if we're going to get if we're going to get deep and then philosophical here, like um, I sometimes feel like that situation has already passed by. Like I had a couple of situations, couple of relationships um, 
early on, you know, like early 2000s ish. Right. And um, where everything felt right, you know, like it, it felt like that was the, the right situation to be in the right girl. And uh, and then those ended as, as things always do. And so um, it's kind of been tough to find that that comfort level again, you know, and I, I don't know, it's not like a, it's not a knock against any of the girls that I've dated. It's just like, that felt like the right time in my life for that to be happening. And now that I've gotten older, I just, I'm set in my ways and it, it gets very difficult to adjust my life to fit other people into it. Right. Right. But yes, like, I mean, yes and no, like it's, it's one of those things, like I would love to, you know, be able to settle down and stop, doing the things that I do, but, um, it's uh, just not yeah. that much. Yeah. Just not that much. Like it's, I just haven't hit that point again. Like I, I just feel like, you know, I peaked early and then that whole like settled down part of my brain is, is just gone now. Yeah. It'll come back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It'll definitely come back. Let me ask you this. Have you been, uh, have you gone to any of your high school reunions? Uh, yes. Speaking of age. Yeah. I, uh, I went to my 20 year reunion. So you did go. I have yeah. to answer by the end of the week, whether I'm going to go to mine or not. It's, it's the, tw- I've never been to one. It's the 25 year one. I don't, I don't, but I, yeah, I think, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to respond and say yes, just in case I do want to go. Right. And then if I don't go, I don't go. I don't know if I want to go. I don't know if I want to see these. <laughs> did, now, did you I've been struggling with, with this for like a week now because I have to answer by Friday. I don't fucking I don't know. I I wasn't even invited to my high school reunion. No. Nope. Well, I unfortunately was. Thank to, thanks to fucking asshole Facebook. They found me and I unfortunately was. So I, I, I don't. I don't know. Now, did you have a Did you have a big school or a small school? Like, what was your? your I was from a, class? I was from a small town. Um, there was only two towns that went to this school, and it wasn't a very big class. But you know, I I grew up with these people. I mean, I was there for kindergarten, nursery school, elementary school, middle school. You know, I I grew up with them, and I, and I'm kind of interested to see what some of them were up to. But then again, I. I'm not because I hate people and I, and I, and, <laughs> right. and I, and I don't want to make friends and I don't want to be like, Hey, let's hang out sometime because I'll say yes. And I'll just never call them. And then they'll think I'm an, I don't know. I just, I, I hate people, but I'm, I'm kind of at the same time. I'm kind of curious. I right. am. I got, I'm not going to lie. I'm curious. I haven't seen these people since fucking high school. I'm curious to see how some of these people are, especially the assholes, like the real fucking right. jock fucking assholes. I want to see how they turn. I want to see how they look. Uh, they're, I can tell you they're, uh, overweight yeah. and bald. Right. Like, yeah. so I want to go and laugh. Not that there's a problem with that, but when you take, <laughs> when you take the, you know, the jockey, like square jawed, handsome guys that, that get all the cheerleaders and all that. And now you add, you know, 15, 20 years, then they're all just terrible. And I, and I'm curious to see the cheerleaders too. I mean, are they still hot? Do they, are they a wreck? You know, are they fucking, uh, they're, they're wrecks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's really like it's funny. Like I've I figured this out, and I'm going to tell you know young people if I ever have children to to go after like the nerdy band chicks. Like in my school, band was kind of a you know it wasn't the cool thing to do. So it's like uh, go after the the average like maybe they're going to grow into their looks kind of girls because the hot girls are only going to go downhill. 
it's the young girls that once they hit once they hit high school age and they get out of high school and start going to college, they start learning how to do their hair, they learn how to do makeup, and they start taking care of themselves. I and then t- they oh. get hotter. Yes, I told my son this when he was in high school. There was this uh, girl, this uh, band girl, and she wore these glasses. You could tell. She was, she was, I don't know, 16, 17. You could tell that she was going to grow up and be fucking super hot. She was cute. And yeah. I said, Devin, you should go out with her. She's going to go somewhere in life. She's going to be something. And when she gets older, she's going to be beautiful. I, oh, no, screw that girl. I said, Devin, I'm <laughs> telling. He just, no. He was like all the other guys. So they go out with the, with the hot girls. That, I'm, I'm, he didn't you know listen why the to that. hot girls turn into train wrecks? <laughs> why? <laughs> because <laughs> cock does that to you. <laughs> 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 when they get gang banged by the uh, the whole yeah, football too team, too much it's, gonna... fuck, it's no good for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The cock beats the hotness out of them. Yeah, forget about it. Rips them apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. It's it's kind of like uh, it's like American Pie. Like you know, he he picked a he picked that the nerdy band chick that then later on started talking about shoving a flute in her pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I never saw that movie. Oh God, you, I I just feel like I ruined it. But yeah, you need to watch it. Yeah, no, that was good. That was a good movie. I like that movie. Yes, and she and she was hot too. So, Dino. Oh, do you know? I forgot to talk about this. Dino has a uh, a juice now. Dino has a new e liquid. I saw that. I, I congratulations, wasn't sure if it was Dino. Not, but I saw that. Congratulations. What is the name of the e liquid? I forgot. The line is called New York Fog. New York Fog is the line, and, and the, fr- the first yeah. the first juice we're putting out is going to co- be called Bronx Chill. Bronx Chill. So, what people are asking, what flavor is that? It's a it's going to be a cream mint. Cream mint. Yes, it'll it, it'll you know we'll have the details when it's released. Cream mint. That isn't so. It's not released yet. You've no. just released pictures of it. That's it. That's going to be the label. Was just tweaking a little few more things, and then we're going to get moving with it. You know, Dino uh, told me last week or few days, whenever it was, he told me Flitzano. He said, I can't think of a, a name for it. And I said, well, I'd give you a great name, but I'm going to need a royalty. And he didn't right. take me up on that offer. So, uh, But he's got other juices I'm sure he'll come out with. See, the, the, here's some of the names, okay? This should be the next name of your, of, of your juice. Oh, forget about it. You could have... Oh, forget about it. Then you can have another line called Pussified. That's a great name. <laughs> then you have Are you pussy motherfucker. That could be another flavor. Then uh. will be your final flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You got it. That's that's there you go. There you go. I'll take my uh ten percent royalty. No, that's great. <laughs> uh, that's great. He's got a juice, that's fantastic. Uh I am uh working on something with somebody. I can't really say yet. But I am going to be part of a juice line. I'm very excited. They're rushing it right now to get it done because everything's got to be done for August 8th. They got labels done. They got the flavors done. They got. I, I'm I'm partnering up with somebody, and uh, I don't. I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm not going to say anything until every everything should be finalized this week, and then next Sunday I can say what it's going to be. I'm very excited. Very, very excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's funny. Like I've thought about. Like I've. I've never really wanted a juice line. I've always wanted to make like one signature juice, but right. now I've, you know, pretty much ran out of time. So that's never going to happen. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> like I wanted to do uh, three flavors and so did they. And they're like, we can only do two. There's just not enough time. You know, you, you got to count in production time, this and that, everything else. 
So, but you know, my juice isn't gonna. It's not really. It, well, it's not my juice. Dino has his own juice. I'm just partnering well, with I'm somebody. Well, I'm working with. I'm working with Joe Castro on this. Yeah, so, but it, it, he's the real mixologist. Yeah, what? Yeah, you know, I'm working. Which Joe's with, awesome too. That's that's a, that's a good choice. I, I'm working with somebody, and uh, they're gonna. It's really there. The juice is gonna be named after them. But uh, this is something we're partnering up on, and it's very exciting, and and I can't wait. Yes, Joe does make very good juice. Joe used to live up here. Did you know that, Dino, in Connecticut? That's where I met him. I met him with you. Yeah, yeah. He, used to he come was to uh, vaping a, a a Bella tank. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Joe used to come like in the early days. Like he used to come to Connecticut meets. He used to mix juice, and he always made really good juice. I mean, he's, yeah, he's uh, in Kentucky now. He still yeah. makes good juice. My wife vapes his juice. That's all she vapes is his juice. Well, he makes that fucking uh, blueberry candy cane, which is oh my god, it's the best fucking. He, he thing makes ever. Uh, coquito. Yep. Which my wife loves. I mean, he makes a shit ton of juices. Yeah. No, he's good. He's good. So, so speaking of juice. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about this, but I did hear, and I, I had no idea. This is this is turning serious for a moment, but okay. um, I didn't know about the new bill that got signed, or whatever it is, the law from the Consumer Protection Agency, whatever they are, about the bottling. Do you know about this? Yes. Uh, apparently, what they're saying is, is before it was any bottles from July... 28th, I think it was, or July 26th onward, had to be certified, childproof, all the certification. Now what they're saying is is even bo- any bottles at all, so any bottles I have in my stores right now have to meet childproof uh, certification, have to have that right. certification. Yeah, so now, yeah, so it's any bottles currently in my store. So it's kind of fucked. Yeah, like, yeah I it's mean, real fucked. It's a huge deal. Yes, well, I mean, listen, most most bottles, I'd say 95% of e-liquid bottles now are childproof anyway. I don't know if they're childproof to their standards or if they meet their standards, but they are. Right. Um, you know, and, and as for store owners, really what they need to do is whatever companies of e-liquid they're carrying, they need to contact them, to contact them and say, I need your certification, send me your certificate. Right. Because when the FDA does, comes does in, they can ask for that. have a childproof cap on it? Uh, yes. Does it? Yes. It does. I don't think it does, but okay. It does. Yeah, you push down (laughs) on it. It's a child-proof cap. But yes, yeah, it it is fucked up, and and I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll change it back. I have no idea. Flitz, things change so much. Things fucking change every day. There's the, this yeah. rule and the no rules. And, the, you know, now now they're saying uh, before they were saying zero milligram e-liquid is not under regulation. Now they're trying to say that zero milligram e-liquid is regulated as tobacco products. No, because it doesn't have fucking tobacco in it. They said e-liquid, because it has nicotine derived from tobacco, is tobacco product, and then the components, if they're being used with a tobacco product, that makes them a tobacco product. Zero milligram e-liquid has no nicotine. It is not a tobacco product, nor is it going to be used with a tobacco product or used with anything that has nicotine. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're using zero milligram nicotine in your testers at your store, you don't have to charge people they can keep on trying them because it's not a tobacco product. Mm. Is there a big difference in flavor from a juice that has zero nicotine to, let's say, three or six milligram? There's a difference. Not a big difference, difference, but there is a difference, yes. Because I've never tried zero milligram, Nick. It's terrible. It's it's the uh, worst thing. 
yeah. it's not that bad. I've been using Zero Nick for a month now. It's not. I mean, it's not. I I I. It's not obviously with Nick. It, it, yeah, it's not bad. I forgot you went to zero. Yes, I went to zero. It's been over a I month remember. now. Uh, yeah, I remember that. You because you uh, it was like a, a health medical thing that you cut yes. out all the, the stimulants and chemicals and, and yes, whatnot. yes, I cut it all down and 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 it's working. I mean, I, I I'm still I take like four tums a day, but that's it. And I think at this point it's just psychological. Like if I don't take them, I think something will happen, so I just take them. But yeah, no, I've still no coffee, no soda, no nicotine. Uh, I still drink my breakfast and eat almost nothing for lunch. And yeah, how much weight have you lost? Uh, now it's eleven pounds. I've lost eleven pounds. I'm down forty-three. Yes. Congratulations to both of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Flitzy doesn't have these problems that we do. Too. Oh, I I hide. It. <laughs> I, I, I weighed more than Flitzy when I was in the fifth grade. <laughs> I was actually skinnier than Flitzy. I mean, I was skinny forever. I was skinny all the way up to my early 30s. When I got into my 30s, like 33, 34, that's when all of a sudden I, I it just came out of nowhere. But before then, I, I weighed like 120 pounds. I mean, I yeah. was skinny. Well, I've been it fat was... my whole life. <laughs> Husky, as we call it. That's, yeah, that's what my grandmother, my mother used to say I was husky. Yes. <laughs> you're husky. <laughs> husky. Nice way of telling you're a fat fuck. <laughs> but anyway, congratulations on your juice, Dino. That is wonderful. Dino will be announcing when it's for sale and where to get it, I'm sure, at some point. You can follow Dino on Facebook. Just look up Dino Ferrari. His Facebook is back. Oh, um, yeah. I'm back. And I'm sure he will let everybody know where his. And Could it, you imagine I got, I got, they shut me down because they didn't believe my name was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they thought like my name wasn't real. Yeah. That's funny. How crazy Fuckers. is that? <laughs> That's why I'm under my real name. Like they caught, they're like, Flitzano isn't your real name. And I was like, son of a bitch. I, I don't have any way to prove that it is because it's not. So, yeah. So I had to resort back to my, I hate using my real name on stuff like that. You know what, Flitzy? your real last name? Yeah. Yeah. S C L F. Yep. Actual real last name. What kind of name is that? <laughs> um, it, no, I'm being serious. I'm not making a joke. Polish. <laughs> it's uh, from the name history that I've looked up. It's uh, very Saxon. Um, and they think Saxon. that it was uh, derived possibly from sea wolf that I was thinking maybe my relatives were pirates. Isn't Saxon like a hair metal hair band from the 80s? Saxon? <laughs> <laughs> Striper? No, no, I think there was. <laughs> was there might, there might have been. Yeah, it's very, it's uh, yeah, it, it not quite like English, not really British. It's yeah, Saxon is kind of I, I don't know, but it's. I have, I think, I think it's it developed into probably more German. A lot of my my dad's side of the family is very uh, a lot of German descent. Right. Yes, so me too. I think, I think self is very, I think it's kind of a, more of a German name. My whole uh, father's side's all German. We're all German. I love it. I love it. Yeah, you know what? You, you, you don't have an e-liquid. You should have an e-liquid, Flitzy. I should. I've only got like a week and a half to do You know do what? It. Well, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Wiener schnitzel. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Plume Room. Uh, Troop. Troop from the Plume Room. He's our sponsor. Troop from the Plume Room. I know you're going to hear this. Get in touch with Flitzy. Maybe he can help you get a, you know, just a flavor. Maybe he can help you get one flavor out. It'll be your flavor, Flitzy's flavor. <laughs> Flitzy's, uh, I don't know. Think of whatever name. Think of, uh, I, but I. Oh, he, I've got the, I've got the name. And I'll, and I'll, uh, what's the name? It's, 
Midnight Shark. There you go, Midnight Shark. And I'll tell you, Troop, well, it's not Troop that makes the liquid. His girlfriend does. I think it's his girlfriend or his wife, whoever she is. She makes damn fucking good liquid. She makes it. So you can just tell her what you want, and she'll fucking, she's good. She makes really good e-liquid. So Troop from the Plume Room, get in touch with Flitzy. Maybe he can help you put out a uh, flavor real quick. That Because you, you should have your own flavor, too. Why not? Everybody have e-liquids. Everybody needs at least one. Everybody, Everybody has, does have e-liquids. You know what? I had an e-liquid years and years ago, and stupid me, I, I didn't make anything off it. Uh, we had a sponsor, Aries E-Sig, and uh, they made – I remember saying that I wish someone made a like a 7-Up or a Sprite e-liquid flavor. So they made one, and it tastes just like fucking 7-Up, and they called it Kevin Up. <laughs> and they and they sold tons of it, and I got oh, shit. yeah, and I got nothing off it, but uh, yeah, I it was called Kevin Up, and it was f- for years. I mean, years that they, they sold it, and yeah, but I stupidly got nothing off it. No more, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> Fuck that. We all need to profit off our, our own e-liquid. So Troop, please get in touch with Flitzanu. They can make you some wonderful e-liquid. They make really good e-liquid. I'm all set. Dino's all set. Okay, let's move on. We got to move on. Oh, before I move on. Because we're going to discuss Black Lives Matter. Uh, Costello, this uh, idiot who loves to leave asshole fucking comments. You know, someone said in the fucking comments, you know what, why don't you call in? Why don't you call in, Costello? If you have such a problem, why don't you call in? He won't call in. This fucking guy won't call in. He leaves a comment. He said, this is what he says. Ready, Dino? He was talking about last week's show, which was phenomenal. We had uh, uh, Zophie Vapes. We had uh, Matt from Suck My Mod. Here's what he said. He said, nice, fluffy show about nothing. Now, I mentioned that on this show we're going to talk about Black Black Lives Matter. This is what he said. Nobody but racists want to hear about what you have to say about Black Lives Matter. I can't imagine that's true. And then he says, admitting you are an asshole, because I said I was an asshole. Critiques from assholes are useless. So according to Costello... If you don't want to hear us talk about Black Lives Matter, you're all racist. Because only racists want to hear about Black Lives Matter. Nobody else. Uh, my critiques are useless, and my show is terrible. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what this guy's deal is, but I wish he would call in. Costello, don't call in. You know, a lot of times he'll say this shit, you know, and then he'll send the message after, like, "Oh, you know, I didn't mean it," or I, you know, not really apologizing, but kind of apologizing. I don't know. The guy weirds me out. <laughs> call in. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Call in. Or, and you know what? If I upset you so much, you should really stop listening to me. That, that's the biggest thing you can do. Stop listening to me. <laughs> that's what you need to do. Don't listen anymore. Because obviously you get upset by us, so don't listen to us. Go listen to everybody else and all their bullshit and, and all the advocates telling you that the end of the world is August 8th and the entire vaping industry and everybody in it and every product in it is going to disappear. Go listen to that. Don't listen to us anymore. And we are going to talk about Black Lives Matter because I've been wanting to talk about this. It's been driving me crazy. You know, <laughs> it has. And I see you've been uh, following it, Flitzano. I know Dino follows it. It drives him crazy, too. It's and scary shit. It is. It's, it's scary yeah. shit. Black Lives Matter is a hate group. It's that simple. They're a hate group. They're not doing anything positive. They're not doing anything good. They're a hate group. Dino agrees. I don't even have to ask him. I know Flitzano agrees. Now, I'm going to play this because this was wonderful. And mind you, this was taken off CNN's website a few hours. They put this up for like maybe two hours, and they took it off the CNN website. 
And I don't know why they took it down. Well, I know why they took it down because Don Lemon was probably like, oh, you got to take that down because he looked like a real fucking idiot. Don Lemon was interviewing Sheriff David Clark. Okay. Have you heard this, Dino? This is great. And Did this, I send you this? No, no. Oh, I, okay. I, 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 I found this was on uh, somebody had posted on Facebook. Sheriff David Clark. Now, uh, he's talking to Don Lemon, and uh, they're supposed to be talking about what happened and, uh, in Texas, but Sheriff David Clark doesn't want to talk about that. There's other things he wants to talk about. He makes Don Lemon look like a fucking idiot. It's fantastic. Listen to this. Our breaking news tonight, three officers dead, three wounded in Baton Rouge, a really tough day for Baton Rouge and for the country, really. Here to talk about how to keep our police safe is Sheriff David Clark of Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. He is going to be speaking at the Republican convention tomorrow night. Sheriff, thank you uh, very much for that horrific day. I spoke to uh, the heads of the Sheriff Department, the Police Department, and uh, the state police down there, and they told us how their hearts were reeling. Their message is peace and coming together in the country. What's your message? <laughs> you don't believe that for one minute, do you? That their message is? Yeah. Uh, that's what they said to me. Okay. Yeah, believe them. Of Any protests them over that. the deaths of these cops today in Baton Rouge? I don't know that. I don't know that. Any riots or protests over the uh, uh, police officers in Dallas, Texas? What are you asking? It's a pretty simple question. I asked you if what's your message to the people, their message is one of peace. What is your message? My message has been clear from day one two years ago. This anti-cop sentiment from this hateful ideology called Black Lives Matter has fueled this rage against the American police officer. I predicted this two years ago. So what I what I want to know, know, okay, sure. Do I want to know? With all due respect, do you know that this was? Because of that? Do we yes, I do. As a law enforcement officer? I've been watching this for two years. I predicted this. This anti-police rhetoric sweeping the country yeah. has turned out some hateful things inside of people that are now playing themselves out on the American police officer. I want to know, with all of the black-on-black -black violence in the United States of America, by the way, when the tragedies happened in Louisiana and Minnesota, you know that 21 black people were murdered across the United States? Well, the, well, there was was there black, any reporting there was on that? a black officer who was killed today. But let, let's, was let's, there any reporting on Sheriff, that? Sheriff, please, let's just, keep, let's just keep the volume down here. So I understand. And I and listen, I, I, I got, I'm I looking don't at disagree. three dead cops uh, this week. Sheriff, and I'm looking at five last please. year. Are you trying to tell me to keep it down? Just please. If you will just please. We can keep it civil. So, because with uh, the message to people at home, I'm sure you want is one of civility. I wish, Don. I, I wish I you had like that have, message of like civility. To have a conversation toward this with you. hateful ideology. These okay. purveyors you of don't hate. Know what my message is. That's what, what I want they to say do. to you is these well, people let me preach in virtue. We'll be right in the back. Name We're going to go to break, hate. and we'll be right back. Are you going to let me talk? Back now live with Sheriff David Clark uh, of uh, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. We're here live in Cleveland. Uh, you're set to speak tomorrow night. And again, all I want to do is have a conversation. I can't have a conversation with you if we're both talking at the same time. 
what it sounds like to me is that you're accusing me of violence and supporting something, a narrative that I'm not necessarily in support of. And if you're, if that's what you're accusing me of violence, then you can leave. That's not true. I don't support violence of any type against police officers, against anyone. So if you're accusing me of that, then you're welcome to leave. But if you want to have a conversation, I am more than willing to welcome a conversation with you. I don't disagree with you about there is a narrative across the country that could be harming uh, police officers. But we don't know right now as someone who's in law enforcement, if that was the actual cause of it. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. Do we know that, the, that generally the American law enforcement officers are racist? Do we know this? Go on. I ask a is question. That, is that a, is that a, do I know American general law enforcement are racist? Yeah. I don't think anyone is accusing. If you're, if you're insinuating that people are accusing or saying that law enforcement across this country as a whole are racist, then your assumption is wrong. First I, of all, this whole anti-police rhetoric is based on a lie. There is no data, and you know this, there is no data, there is no research that proves any of that nonsense. None. Even You'd have to be more specific about what data and what nonsense you're talking about. That law enforcement officers treat black males different than white males in policing in these urban there centers. There is data that supports There is not data. No, the, the, president, the president spoke about it. Cedric Alexander, the who is a law enforcement The president has been officer. lying about it. He said it again the other day when he said black males are two times more likely to be shot by a law enforcement officer than white male. Don, that is a lie. That is not a lie. It is the a lie. Yes. Show me. The research show that, me. The research show that, it we to me, have, that we have from the Washington Post. That, that the Washington Post study. debunked also that nonsense. Also he also said Sheriff, this time. There's also research he continues. a Harvard professor that also showed that black people are treated more aggressively by police officers. No, you are other wrong people. in your interpretation of that Harvard study because I read the study. That's not what he said. He that said he was surprised to find he was surprised that to find that in shootings of the of the most severe in shootings that he found no evidence that there was a difference. Also, it should be noted that that study was a very small sampling of police departments across the country. Many people did not find it credible, but it is also interesting that in that research he found that blacks were treated differently when it came to aggressive policing, but for the most egregious shootings he found no difference. That's what that study showed. Well, based on what? Just generally? Are we talking about high crime areas? Are we talking about police, police officers being under attack? Because let's go back to where this whole thing started in Ferguson, Missouri. Sure. The sure. lie but was hands respect, up, don't lumping shoot. Lumping a whole bunch of things into one. If okay. we can do one specific That's thing where this whole it, phony movement we'll started. It. it started out as hands You're up, don't shoot. You're talking about Black Lives Matter. Right. Okay. So if you if you want to, to if you you would need to speak to someone who is a member of Black Lives Matter about whether they are have perpetrated a fraud on the American people. That's up to Black Lives Matter. That's not me. I'm neither, neither a member of Black Lives Matter, I'm neither a supporter, or someone who doesn't support them. I simply report on Black Lives Matter. Do you condemn the anti-police rhetoric coming from this hateful ideology? As a journalist sitting here on television, I don't have to condemn anyone, that, anything. That is something that well, you I do. ask. Well, I Other do. people around the country I that condemn their jobs them, to condemn Just that. like I condemn I the hateful ideology out of groups like the KKK. All right? I condemn it. 
There is no place in American discourse for that sort of vile, vitriolic hate coming out of this ideology. This has fueled and fanned the flames of this anger toward the American police officer. There's only one group in America, one time, that truly cares about the lives of black people in these urban ghettos. And it's the American police officer who goes down there on a daily basis, puts their life on the line to protect who? Black people. So when you say we just want to have a conversation, let's have a conversation about the black-on-black crime, which kills more black males, which is more of a threat to any black male in the United States than a, than a, than a law enforcement officer. Sure. Yes, that's a, whole, that's a different conversation. We can walk and chew gum at the same time. There is an issue when it comes to violence. Black-on-black -black crime, or black, it's, it's crime. White people kill white people, tend to kill uh, white people. You know, black people go, tend to kill black people. Numbers. Not, not in the okay, numbers. That's fine, but that's a different I conversation. I don't care who white that people That is a different killing. conversation than police brutality. And we're not having that conversation right now. What and again, I want, was, I want to be very clear with you. you I condemn was, all violence of any type, was, just for the record. Was the situation between Mike Brown and Darren Wilson, was that police brutality? But we're not talking about Mike yes or no. and Darren Wilson. I am. No, if you're asking me, if you're asking me what the Justice Department showed, the Justice Department showed that, de that it exonerated Officer Darren Wilson, and that the hands up, don't shoot narrative was a false narrative. That has been reported by and CNN that and by others. Was another phony report. What does that, that have was to debunked. do with Baton Rouge? Louisiana? All right, because when you take in what does that have when you to do take with in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? rates of involvement in violent crime and crime in general, but violent crime, you're going to see that black males are <laughs> overrepresented, yeah. overrepresented yeah. in terms of being involved in violent crime. That's going to mean sure. more arrests. That's going to be more people going to prison. This stuff has already been debunked. Sure. That's a different conversation. Every one time, many every don't, time you many, don't have a response to something I say, you say it's not a that I don't have a response to you. Is that we're having two different conversations. I'm talking about I'm asking the questions here. You're answering the questions by asking questions about some other subject that we're not discussing. We're talking about this hateful ideology called Black Lives Matter. You said you're not a member. You can't be a member. It's not that's, an organization. That's no what, structure. That's what, that's what you're talking about. It is an ideology. Listen, I and, I and it is a and hateful I understand ideology. That you're very, I understand it's a very These stressful individuals, time for you. These individuals... And Sheriff, we, we appreciate you coming on. They preach Thank vile you. and vitriol in the name of virtue. Thank you, Sheriff. We appreciate it. We understand it's a very tough time for you. We'll be right back. And Sheriff Clark is not the first black man to be against this hateful Black Lives Matter group. There are more. I'll play him after. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, Flitzana, before I discuss this. Have you ever had an encounter with the police? Uh, yes. Were you ever... Were you ever treated unfairly or were you always treated, you know? Um, I would, yeah, I mean, I was, I was treated fairly. Like I, you know, dressing weird and looking generally like, uh, you know, being a, a unique <laughs> eccentric individual, like I get, you know, I get a little bit different looks, but, uh, but no, I wouldn't say that I was treated unfairly or, or poorly in any way. Okay. Dino, were you ever, I know Dino's had encounters with police. Were you ever treated unfairly by the police? Yeah, every time. Yeah, every time treated unfairly, yes. Well, I mean, at least I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't. I, you want to know something? If I got pulled over for something, 
usually I did something wrong. Right. right. Every encounter every encounter I ever had with a cop was because I did something wrong. Yes. Bottom line. Yes. Well, I had an encounter with the police 17 years ago. Uh, like I explained last week during the show, I was listening to this woman on Hip Hop Nation going off about how white people have it so great. They don't have problems with cops ever. It's always the black people that have the problems with cops. Black people are mistreated by cops. A white person can yell at a cop, scream at a cop, and they're not going to do anything. White, oh, that's bullshit. White privilege, white privilege. Uh, they, they never have problems with cops. It's always the black people. That's it. I wanted to fight uh, this fucking woman. I, I could have choked her going on, on and on. You fucking piece of shit. Yeah, that's such bullshit. 17 years ago, this happened 17 years ago, and I hate even talking. I have a fear of police because of this. I have such a great fear of police. If I'm even near a police officer, my heart starts racing. I start getting anxious. I, I almost have a panic attack. Uh, I am, am great fear of police, and this is why. Because of what happened to me, this is why. So, and I hate even talking about it because I'm, a, you know, I still get freaked. I'm afraid like they're going to hear this and they're going to come after me again. And I, it's just so fucked. I'm not going to mention like who they are. All I'm going to say is, I'm not going to mention who they are, what police force it was, where they were. I'm just going to say what happened because I still have a fear of it. Uh, 17 years ago, uh, I was, uh, I was with my uh, first wife, Melanie. We had Devin. Devin at the time was two years old. And uh, Melly and I had gotten into a fight, uh, which we were just towards the end of our relationship. We just would fight a lot. So I just wanted to get away. I, wanted, I just felt it's best to get away. And I left the house. I got into my car. And I literally drove across the street. I drove across the street to this parking lot. Uh, that it was just like an empty parking lot. It wasn't a. It was a business, but they were closed at five. It was maybe I don't know, uh, seven seven thirty at night. It was in the fall, I believe. So anyway, I I drive across the parking lot. Now I drove across the street the parking lot. I got in my car because I wanted to get high. I wanted to smoke some weed. I wanted to chill out. I wanted to smoke a joint and chill out. I would not smoke weed in my house. We had a kid. I would not smoke. I would always go away if I was going to smoke weed. And I didn't want to go to a friend's house or anything, so I just got my car, drove across the street. I'm sitting in the car. I'm rolling a joint. All I want to do is smoke a joint and just relax and calm down. Because at that time in my 20s, I smoked a lot of weed. So I'm rolling a joint, rolling a joint, you know, just minding my business, rolling a joint. All of a sudden, I hear knock, knock, knock. I look up. There's a police officer standing right there. Staring at me, looking right down at, right at, so I, I know, you know, I'm fucked. That's it. I'm screwed, right? So I see him. I, you know, he starts screaming at me, open the door, open the door, unlock the door, unlock, no, he's telling me, unlock the door. He's screaming, unlock the door. So I unlock the door and he goes, don't you fucking move. I said, I'm not. I put my hands up because I, I, I know I'm caught because it was on my lap. So, he picks it up. As he's picking it up off of my lap, I had it on a magazine. Another police officer pulls up. So now there's two of them there. So he comes running out of the car. So the officer picks it up, places it on top of my car, rips me out of the car, throws me on my face onto the ground. The other officer, once he throws me out, the other officer is stepping on my back as hard as he can. I can't breathe. He's stepping on me. Now the other officer is screaming. He's screaming. Where's the rest of it? 
where's the rest of it? Where I said, there is no rest of it. That's all there is. He's going, where's the rest of it? They, and then another officer shows up. They start ripping apart my car. And ripping apart, I mean ripping my headliner out, uh, ripping my glove box out, anything that could be ripped out or torn out. They're ripped. There's the seats. They're cutting the seats. Uh, they literally destroyed my car, cut it up with knives, sit, whatever the fuck, screaming the whole time, where's the rest of it? I said, there is no rest of it. I, that's all I have. I swear to God. So they completely destroyed my car. Then they throw me into a cop car. Mind you, I've not been read my rights at any point. Throw me into a cop car. Just throw me in. The guy's driving as fast as he possibly can to the police station. He's taking corners, doing 70 miles an hour. I mean, he's purposely doing it. And I'm being thrown back and forth because that seat in the back of the car is plastic. I'm sliding back and forth. I'm hitting my head. I, I was fu getting fucked up. I, and I couldn't stop it. I was handcuffed. I couldn't get up or sit or anything. So they get me to the police station. And they put me in a cell. And they have me in there for about, I don't know, two hours. Again, was never in my rights. I have no idea. I, I pretty much figured out why I was being arrested for the little bit of marijuana I had. Uh, but never, they left me in there for two hours. Then three police officers come to my cell. They asked me to come out. They, they asked me, they said, get out. Get out of the cell. So I get out of the cell. They tell me, take off your clothes. And all three of them are star staring at me. They're like, take off your clothes. I'm like, okay, so like I'm taking off my clothes. I'm taking off my clothes. I get down to my underwear, and they're still looking at me. I'm like, you want me to check on my underwear too? And they're like, no. So they take my pants, and they like go through them. Everything that was in my pockets, they just throw across the fucking room, my money, my lighter, everything, cigarettes, throw it across the room. And then they stare. Then, and then when they're done with that, they throw my pants at me, and I go to pick them up to put them on. They go, we didn't say you could get dressed yet. So I stand there. Then they start laughing at me. So they're just laughing at me. They're pointing at me and laughing at me. I don't know what the fuck. Like, I'm like, what is going on here? I'm freaked out. These guys are laughing at me. I don't know what to do. Finally, when they're done laughing at me, they say, put your fucking clothes on and get in the cell. So I put my clothes on. I get in the cell. Another two hours goes by. Then they call me into a room. They sit me down. And he says, okay, this is what you're being charged with. You know, charged with possession of marijuana, misdemeanor, possession, and they want to know where I got it from. I said, I don't know. Got it at a bar. I don't know. He says, no. He said, where'd you get it from? Where did you fucking get the weed from? I said, I don't know. I got it at a bar from some guy. I don't remember. I'm not about to tell these fuckers where I got my weed from. Um, so um, I, I'm just, I'm not going to say anything. They're like, okay, well, whatever. They put me back in the cell. So then the sergeant calls me into his office, the one that, found me the one that caught me was knocking on the window he calls me in his office and this is what he says to me he says your car was towed obviously it was towed uh but i'm doing what what and and, and you have bail you can get bail he said you know your bail is a thousand dollars for a hundred dollars you can pay a bail spot in a hundred dollars you can get out he goes i did you a favor he says i have the tow truck guy over at the tow truck lot, you got to pay him 180 bucks. You'll get your car back tonight, and I called the bail's bondsman for you. So, because I had asked, I forgot, I had asked for a phone call when I was talking to the other officer, and then they said I have, to, I would have to wait. So I go in there, and he says, "Well, I called the bail's bondsman for you." He says, "So you're gonna have to pay him 100 bucks. You're gonna have to pay 180 bucks for your car to get out of tow." 
So I did you that favor. I got your bail bondsman coming. I did you a favor. Now you're going to do me a favor. And I said, okay. Well, first I said, do I, do I get a phone call? He said, no. He said, you're going to do me a favor. He says, tomorrow night, you're going to come back here. We're going to put a wire on you. And you're going to go to that bar. And you're going to find that guy that you bought that weed from. And you're going to do a buy for us. And I'm like, I don't know who the guy is. I, he, he goes, no, 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 no. Again, you're going to come here. We're going to put a wire on you. And you're going to go do a buy. You're going to do a buy for us. You're going to find the guy you bought that fucking weed from. You're going to do a buy for us. And if we need you to do two or three, you're going to do two or three. And that's what's going to happen. And I said, well, what if I don't want to do this? He says, well, if you don't want to do this, then uh, I'm sure. Oh, no, this is what he said. I remember what he said. Now it's all coming back to me. When I said to him, well, what if I don't want to do this? He said to me, he goes, don't you have a two-year-old son? And I said, yes. And he says, well, you wouldn't want to lose your two-year-old son now, would you? And I said, of course not. He says, because I'm sure if the state, like maybe if DCF found out that, uh, you know, your son, uh, that, 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 uh, your son's father was selling drugs and was arrested for drug possession and is being monitored by the police for selling drugs, they'd probably take away your kid now, wouldn't they? And I said, yeah. He said, okay. So then you're going to do the fucking buy. You're doing this for us. Now I'm freaking out. Pretty much what he no, what not pretty much what he's telling me is if I don't do this for him, they're gonna take they're gonna call the state on my kid lying, say I'm a drug dealer and have my kid taken away from me. I said, Okay, okay, I'll do it. So I just wanted to get out of there at that point. I was so freaked out, I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I was freaked the fuck out. So they I get out, I pay this asshole bail bondsman a hundred bucks, I go and I get my car, which is completely destroyed. I'm so upset and so just out of my mind. The very next day, I call my father's lawyer, and I told him everything that happened. I said, can I do something? Is there anything I can do? Can I do something? He said, Kevin, he said, if you want to do something from a legal standpoint, we can, but I suggest you move out of the state of Connecticut. Never mind there's just the town. I said, why? He said, you know, I had a client that I was trying to help out and uh, who lives in your town, who had something similar happen to him, and the police planted a kilo of cocaine in his house, and he's now in prison for 15 years. He says, I would, I would not fuck with that police department. I would not fuck with that police department. Uh, I would leave it alone. He says, if you want, you can call whoever's in charge there, if you'd like, and you know, talk to his boss, and maybe they'll do something. So I did. I called... Uh, this guy's the sergeant's boss, this, I guess the lieutenant, I don't know. And I told him everything that happened to me. So he called me back like an hour after I called him. He said, Mr. Bowers, I apologize. What happened to you should have never happened to you. He says, you do not have to come back here and do any buys. Now, do you want us to take uh, disciplinary action against the sergeant? That's up to you. If you want us to, we will. So I said no because I didn't. I I just I, I'm like no. I just don't want to have to do this buy thing. He says, okay, with well, no, you don't have to do anything. We apologize. They were totally wrong. We're so sorry. Uh, this we're sorry this happened. You don't have to come back here and do any buys or anything like that. You know, again, I apologize. So I hang up and I'm like thinking, oh, thank God, right? Thank God. The next day, the sergeant calls my cell phone. I did. I pick it up. 
And, you know, I'm like, hello. The first thing out of his mouth was, you pussy. I don't know who it was. I'm like, who is this? He goes, you pussy. You know what? If you, if you didn't want to do the buy, why didn't you tell me? Why do why, why you got to call my boss, you pussy? I'm freaking the fuck out. I got a police officer on the phone pissed off, call me. He's all mad at me. He's irate. I'm like, I, I told you I didn't want to do it, and, and you weren't hearing it. He goes, yeah, well, next time, have some fucking balls, you pussy, and fucking tell me if you don't want to. Don't call my boss like a little fucking pussy. And he hangs up on me. Now I'm like, oh, my God. And for the next six months, they made my life hell. They'd show up at my apartment, just show up, knock on the door for no reason, ask what I was doing, then leave. They pulled me over twice, ripped my car apart again uh, for no reason. And they would just, they, they, they'd harass me as much as they possibly could. One time uh, they pulled me over. Uh, they said I ran a stop sign, which I didn't. Uh, they said I did. And the officer looked at my license, and he gave it back to me, and he said, from the looks of your address, it looks like you couldn't afford a ticket. Now, could you, boy? Now, what's going through my head, and I was so fed up with it at this point, I just wanted to tell him, yeah, I can afford the ticket. Give me the fucking ticket. But I didn't. I just said they, they made my life hell. They made sure that I knew that they were right there. Um, I do believe one night they were coming to falsely arrest me and plant something in my apartment. My son was there. My son was there, and they saw my son, and they walked away because they were about to walk in, and they had something. They had a bag of something. Um, they eventually stopped after, I'd say, six months. It was a horrific experience. Uh, the mystery, I was so angry. I understand whether you're black or white or Puerto Rican or whatever race you are, when you are mistreated by the police like that, I understand the rage. You want to kill them. You want to shoot them. You are so fucking outrageously, you're, the rage is unreal. When they were fucking with me for those six months, I can't even tell you the rage because I'd have to be pulled. I'd be pulled over for nothing. I have to sit there and shut my fucking mouth, not say a thing, let them destroy my property. One time they just took all my CDs and all my stuff and threw it out into a front lawn and just drove off and laughed. And I had to sit there and take it. I get the rage. The rage is unbelievable that you feel. So I understand that rage. Um, and I'm white. I'm not black. And I don't believe, I really honestly believe for the most part, there are racist cops out there. There are some. But it's not, but for the most part with these police, the, the, the bad police, and they're not all bad, but for the bad ones, it's not about black, white, or Puerto Rican. In, in your mind, in their minds, it's whether you're a criminal or not. At that point, when I had that weed, I was a criminal. In their minds, I was a fucking criminal. And they were going to fuck with me and do whatever the fuck they wanted to me. And since that experience, I have a I have not been pulled over. I drive the speed limit. I, I, I do everything in my power to have no encounters with police. In fact, a few weeks ago, there was an accident that happened outside of my house. And I was backing up. I was backing up to go to work. And the accident happened right, like right on my street. And I saw it. I saw the whole fucking thing. And the people pulled right in front of my house. And the woman's getting out. She's like, oh, my God, call the police. I hope you saw it. Oh, my God. So she's like, I'll call the police. So she calls the police. So now I know the police are coming, and I have to talk to them about this accident. I was, I was panicking. I was having a panic attack. I didn't do anything wrong. I did nothing wrong. All I had to do was tell the police what I saw, but I was so panicked and so afraid to encounter a police officer. That whole experience 17 years ago fucked my head up. 
Well, I don't even want to be near a police officer. I, and, and I did nothing. I just had to tell him about an accident. Um, I understand and have been through complete mistreatment by the police, and I know, I know what that feeling is. So when these Black Lives Matters people scream or anybody, I don't care that whatever fucking race screaming, oh, white people don't understand. They don't get fuck you. I completely understand. Go fuck yourself. I get it. So don't say it doesn't happen to white people. It happens to all races, not just black people. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. Flitzanu, Dino, carry on. I just, I just had to get that. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's insane. Yeah. All over. And you know what the craziest thing is? I went to court for that little tiny bit of weed and the prosecutor wanted to give me 30 days in jail, 100 hours community service. The judge looked at him and she says, are you crazy? And she looked at me and said, did you have a joint on you? Did you have a little bit of weed on you? I said, yes, your honor. She said, okay, how about a $100 fine? I said, that's fine, your honor. She said, $100 fine. Have a nice day. And the prosecutor starts flipping out on her. I had a fucking joint. I would do all that for a joint, Flitzanu. A little a joint. Wow. Not even like yeah. a fat joint, like a pinner joint. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? I, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, oh my god, that. And that's like the worst thing ever. That's crazy. And just and just thinking about it, I get panicked. I get panicked. Even I'm. I, I want to cry right now. I swear to God, I want to cry because I'm so afraid. And I know this is wacky thinking, but I'm so afraid that they're gonna hear. They're never gonna hear this. But one of them's gonna hear this, and they're gonna come after me. That's how that's right. how fucked up it's got me in the head. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I, <sighs> and that's the thing is like, you know, one, one area, I guess one other the, the other side of that is like we pay their salary like they're yeah. supposed to protect us and we shouldn't feel that way about them. You know, like that. That's totally the no one should ever make someone feel that way i mean as you know the people that are in law enforcement should not like you should not have to deal with that um for somebody you know for i don't even know what i'm trying to say i'm just i'm flustered now well well you know what the the sergeant that did all this is no longer a police officer he had some incident happen a couple of years ago uh ha 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 karma motherfucker Karma's the greatest thing ever karma eventually got him which is great um, I'm glad that happened. And, and I'm sure the police department is different now. I'm sure it's not the way it was, or I, I'm hoping it's not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's different now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 was just, it was just fucked. I mean, I, I, I understand, you know, when, when these people, whether it's black people, anybody that's had a bad experience with an officer, because I, I know the black lives are, you don't, you don't know what it's like to be mistreated by the police. Uh, yeah, I do. And I understand the rage. The rage, oh, my God. I've never experienced rage like that in my life. Yeah. Oh, it is horrific. You know, and you can't do anything. I can't say anything to them. I can't do anything. I just I have to sit there and take it. Yeah. Oh. And that, it seems like that would be the worst part is that oh. you, you have no control over that situation. It's terrible. It's terrible, Dino. It's terrible. But that was my experience. I, I don't Listen, think I've had a lot of encounters with the cops. Yes. And I make it my business not to make any sudden moves. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. They could see you. 
if they ask you for your license and you got to reach into the glove compartment, tell them you're going to, you got to get it out of the glove compartment as much communication as possible to eliminate all of the, the things that could go wrong right. instead of when a cop comes up to your fucking window, don't open your window, lock the doors, start reciting the fucking law to the guy and tell him what he's doing fucking wrong. You're not going to go anywhere with it. They're right. not going to just pick up and say, oh, you're right, go. You got a fucking pistol on you? You get shot? Why do you got the gun? If you're going to pull it, you know, you see people getting shot and it's the cop's fault because it, 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 because the guy had a gun. That's bullshit. You you a cop is gonna be worried about getting shot himself. Yes. Yeah. How the fuck if you know the guy's got a fucking gun? How the fuck is he supposed to react? If a guy pulls a gun out on you, you're gonna shoot the motherfucker. That's the way it goes. I don't like the idea, like when people, like this guy that got shot in the car. Um, what state was it where the guy got shot in the, uh, with the girl that made the video? It was uh, the same day with the guy oh, yeah, that was yeah, in yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah, yes. The guy, the guy he had a gun. The guy, and he, he had a gun on him. And he didn't, you know, what he should have done the second he was pulled over is he should have held his hands out the window. And he should have told the officer, as soon as he walked up, I'm holding my hands out the window because I have a concealed carry permit and I have a gun on me. What would you like me to do? That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. He didn't do that, and a, and he was reaching, which he said he was reaching for his license. How does that cop know that? That cop doesn't know what he was reaching for. All he knows that exactly. cop he's reaching for his gun, exactly. and the, and the cop, uh, you know, he he protected himself. He shot, and that cop. If you watch that video, that cop was freaked the hell out. Yeah, he was fucking panicking. Yeah, he just shot somebody. Yeah, he, we expect him to he, react. He, you know, they make it like, oh, he shot, shot another black man. No, he was freaked the hell out. And then you got the girl fucking talking about how he's doing nothing he got pulled over for a fucking taillight they showed videos of that girl with that guy getting high in the car with the kid in the back seat yep. so obviously they were doing something wrong right. so for, th for them to get approached by the police yep. yeah so you, you, don't, you know I look at it this way if you don't want to get approached by the police don't do nothing fucking wrong and you won't have none of that fucking trouble yeah. So what's the answer? The answer is to go, for go out and shoot cops. Get the fuck out of here. You want to go shoot cops because you're pissed off? You know, you remember when Rodney King got uh, uh, got beat up? Yes. Uh, all right. And, you know, and they fucking, it was obvious. They fucking, they busted that guy up. Yep. You know, then the cops got off. And then there was all the riots. Now, you look at those videos of those riots. Who was? What were the riots about? Getting free TVs? Yeah. Or, or fucking? <laughs> That's what it was fucking, about. Or fucking made about that the cops got off? No. You tell me what it was about. No, it was about free shit. They were looting motherfuckers. Shit. Free clothes, free TVs, free liquor, free uh, draw everything. Yeah. Free so, money. I mean, you know, and now that you got you got these people walking on the highway, stopping fucking traffic. How is that okay? How is that? How do the cops not arrest every single fucking one of them? It's not okay. You want to know why they don't? Because uh, President Obama loves Black Lives Matter. He loves it. It's a great group. 
He supports Black Lives Matter. Hillary Clinton supports Black Lives Matter. Our what president got, supports What if you got us. fire trucks stuck in that fucking traffic? What if you got ambulances stuck yeah. in that fucking traffic? Right. What if what if I'm trying to take my uh, wife to the hospital? She's having a baby, and I yeah, can't get those, through. Are those acceptable losses for your cause? Yeah, right. Get the fuck out of here. I, look, I'm not saying that they should fucking, you know, they want to protest. It's fine. But to take it to the level, you know, that that it's at is is just ridiculous to me. It makes no sense to me at all. And And the amazing thing is... A lot of black people do not support Black Lives Matter. A lot That's of black true. people do not support. Here, here is a group. Here's a whole. I think there's like four or five. These are all black guys. The sheriff was a black guy. Here are four or five black guys giving their opinion on Black Lives Matter. Why is it that a black man's life is only valuable when the police does something? Explain that to me. Explain it. How is it that a black man's life is only valuable and it only gets recognition when the police does something? A black man's life is only valuable when the police and white people do something. But when we kill him, one less nigga we got to worry about. Let's be real. Let's be real. Hey, two, what's going on? So... As you can tell by the title of this video, um, Black Lives Matter, I'm sick of you niggas. Uh, think about this. Whenever Black Lives Matter talks about um, issues, you know, with police brutality or, you know, crime rates or incarceration or anything like that, basically issues that black, any issue that black people face, and someone white comes up and says, well, white people face these issues too, they immediately come back with, no, no, we're talking about black lives. Don't try to derail the discussion. Don't try to bring your white problems in here. We're talking about black lives. We're focusing on black people. Let's focus on that. You know, you can have your, you know, we're not dismissing um, those problems, but we're focusing on black issues. But in the same sense, whenever someone talks about, um, you know, black on black crime, or, you know, issues that black people face, you know, in regards to themselves, you know, the, um, you know, high murder rate among um, young African-American men, the incarceration rate, fatherless homes, the issue of um, welfare dependency. You know, once all that stuff comes up, they immediately shift and, you know, point to, oh, well, white people have these issues, too. But, you know, look at white people. Look at white. Look at what they do. Look, you know, and all this bullshit you know if you point out you know black people you know starting riots in baltimore and shit they say well white people riot too it, it's it's funny because anytime the criticism is placed on black people then they immediately they immediately justify you know bringing in white people to discussion but whenever it's talking about the victimhoods of black people or the hardships of black people they want to dismiss all other racial hardships of you know that white people face or that hispanic face they want to solely focus on black people we kill each other I'm talking about we lay up under each other cars, lay behind each other houses. The car passed by, we wet the whole car, boom, boom, bang, bang, kill everybody in the car. Didn't catch your homeboy, he ran out the car, then run him down, stood over him. Hit him about 20 times in the face, we kill each other. But as soon as a white boy kill one of us, everybody to go to hooping and hollering and all that old stupid ass shit. Kevin, why you don't, Kevin, cut. Oh, what's, what, that's what bullshit. When you stand for something, you got to stand for it all the way, not halfway. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, and fuck who don't like it. You know what's worse than a nigga? Another one. All right. Here you go. You know, he should have let him live so we could kill him. 
Niggas hate on niggas. Niggas steal from niggas. Niggas kill niggas. Oh, no. Oh, man. Help your brother, man. Don't hurt your brother. Fuck you. What you doing? Black Lives Matter movement only promotes racism. And now they're encouraging black people to go kill white people because they want white people to feel what we felt 400 years ago. Newsflash, was you living 400 years ago? No. Was those, you know what I'm saying? Was you born 400 years ago? No. So how you gonna let something in the past that you was that you never existed, that you was never born in, affect how you live your life today? Having that much influence over you today. All lives matter. That police officer that got killed by that black man because that black man listened to what y'all was saying by going out and killing white people. That police officer life mattered. That nine-year-old girl in Ferguson, Missouri, that got shot in the head while she was doing all homework in a drive-by shooting that none of y'all protested, her life mattered. And y'all and then and y'all get mad and then y'all slander me. Y'all call me Uncle Tom and all that type of stuff. House nigga, whatever. Man, take this out. I got drill, I had drill instructors in boot camp that had better insults than y'all. So, but when you net, so come up with some better insults and then get back at me. And I'm telling you the reason why I don't have a lot of black supporters. The reason why I don't have a lot of black supporters, I'm telling you the God honest truth. The reason why I don't have a lot of black supporters is because black people can't accept the truth about themselves. Black people admitting to the truth is like them snitching on themselves. And black people had this no snitching rule. So I'm not going to have them in black supporters because they can't openly admit the truth. They're going to deny till they die. But they're going to use. Something that happened 400 years ago against white people, gonna hold it against them. Those white people that the white people that's living today in this day and age, this generation, they never lived. They never. They didn't live 400 years ago. They wasn't born 400 years ago. So how you gonna blame them for some stuff that happened 400 years ago that they was never born, that was that never existed on this planet? How? When a cop kill a black, all hell break loose. It's World War Four in this motherfucker. But I'm pointing up some E and J real quick. Hold on. So when a black killer black, don't nobody wanna snitch. Don't nobody wanna say nothing. Didn't nobody see nothing. Didn't nobody hear nothing. But when a white cop kill a black, oh niggas just love their own people. But where was the black said when? The little black boy in the alley got shot in the head by some damn gang members. Didn't nobody speak up. I didn't see nobody protesting. I didn't see nobody going to war. I didn't see shit. So do black lives really matter? That is true. Even black Could you people. imagine if there was a fucking group called White Lives Matter? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I know. Why is it okay to have a fucking group called Black Lives Matter? But if you had a fucking group that was called White Lives Matter, they would be racist, wouldn't they? That's right. They'd be racist, yes. That is true. Absolutely. Well, Black Lives Matter is a racist group. I mean, it's insane. And, and you know, I... I could have went on and on and on and on. There, are, I can't, there are so many videos of black men, black women who do not support Black Lives Matter. Oh, in fact, I forgot this. This is uh, like a minute. This guy is a black man. He is a Trump supporter. He's wearing one of those Make America Great Again hats. 
And a bunch of Black Lives Matters uh, people approached him and started yelling at him, started screaming at him. How dare he support Donald Trump being a black man? How dare he? And listen, listen to what he says. I mean, just just listen. This guy is great. Listen to what this is why he's supporting Trump. Listen. I'm running for Trump because I want jobs, not welfare. I don't want to be a slave anymore. To the You're going to be a slave? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I want a job. I want to work for my own money. I want to I want to have a house. I want to pay for my own stuff with my money that I made. I don't, I don't want handouts. I don't want handouts. I want freedom. I want actual freedom. Good for him. Good for him. I don't want a handout, he says. I mean, he, listen, he's supporting Trump. He, he feels that Trump's going to put him in a position to get a job. He wants to work for his money. He wants to buy a house. He doesn't want to sit and get a fucking handout. He wants to work. And these fucking Black Lives people are jumping all over him. The fuck is that? <laughs> and the president supports Black Lives Matter. He supports it. Hillary Clinton supports Black Lives Matter. There's other celebrities out there. You've seen them over the past six months or uh, however long, Flitzanu. They come out, celebrities come out and support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I I don't think they're looking into, you know, what I mean, it's like I had posted this on Facebook and and Dino had uh, had commented on this that I and I still don't think they ever did when, you know, when this guy. Uh, specifically said, I want to kill white cops. That should have been a hate crime. Yes. And it wasn't. And I still don't think anybody ever, like no news, media, nothing ever said this was a hate crime. But if it was the other way around, it it, it would be all over the news. You know, the media would have taken it to that level for sure. And it's not even, you know, and it's it, it's the simple thing that this happens to be a black group, but it could have been anyone else. You know, I mean, if if anyone that is not white said, I want to kill a white cop, that should be a hate crime. Yes, because it would be a hate crime if, if a white guy said, I want to kill a Puerto Rican or I want to kill anyone other than a white guy, then they would automatically label that as being a hate crime. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the media bears a lot of responsibility as well. The media fuels this. Uh, yeah. the, you know, they talk about uh, we need to uh, have stiffer regulations on guns, bans on guns. No, we need, we need to have stiffer regulations on the media. The media fuels a lot of this. I said this, I don't know, a year ago on one of my shows. I said Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton will be running against, running against each other. Why? Because that's what the media wanted. The media wanted Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton to run against each other. And the media wants Donald Trump to be the president. That Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States. And then as soon as he becomes president, they're going to turn on him because it makes for great media. It makes for great news, great stories. When it bleeds, it leads. They love it. The media, you know, you hear them say all over the place how these are the two most hated presidential candidates like ever like people can't stand them like you know people want a third choice you know everybody's going off uh, these are the two worst ever well if they're two, the two two worst ever then how the fuck are they both running for a president of the united states how the fuck is right. that it doesn't make any sense it makes no sense that but because this is what happened because the media a year and or 15 months ago started we have a lot of sheep in this country 
and they started hammering it in the sheep's head. Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, every day, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. That's all they talk about. You hear Donald Trump, the CNN is uh, Trump News Network. It's not CNN anymore. All they talk about is Donald Trump constantly, constantly. All the news networks, they did this for months, 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 and the sheep went, oh, Donald Trump. Then they threw in Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. Media decided who was running for the, 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 the United States, and the sheep just went along with it. They went along with it. They heard these two names 50 million times, and they said, oh, I guess that's who we got to vote for. They just went along with it. A libertarian like Gary Johnson will never have a chance because the media will never give him a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's not news. No, absolutely not. If they had said Gary Johnson 50 million times, and Gary Johnson, the media wants those two to run for president of the United States, and they are. I said this a year ago. I said it's going to be both of them because that's what the media wants. That's exactly what happened, and Donald Trump will win. He will become the next president of the United States. And as soon as he does, whoop, all that media is going to do a 360 on him. And they're going to be all over his shit because it makes for great news. Uh, the media gives Black Lives Matter credibility. The media gives ISIS credibility. They go on ISIS, 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 ISIS. You have all these inspired attacks. They were inspired by ISIS, inspired by ISIS. You have crazy fucks watching this over and over and over. I'm going to be inspired by ISIS too. But uh, the media is horrific. They're fucking horrific. They play a big role in a lot of the shit that's going on right now. And they'll step back and say, oh, it's just us doing our job and reporting the news. No, fuck you. That's bullshit. You're not reporting the whole story. You're, you're, they're reporting this because it's, it's, it, it's great coverage. It's great. It, it, it gets people to watch. It may be causing havoc in our country and causing people to get shot and people to die, but who gives a fuck? It brings ratings. Who gives a shit? The mm -hmm. media holds a lot of responsibility. It's sickening. It's fucking disgusting. You want to hear my tip for the day? Tip for the day. Here's my tip for the day. If you get approached by a police officer, and I would advise to be respectful and cooperative. Yes, sir. No, sir. Here's the, here's the tip. If at any point during the conversation, the cop asks you to put your hands behind your back, don't bother arguing. Don't bother fighting. Because one way or another you're going to be put in handcuffs. So if you fight it, you're going to get tased or tackled or slammed to the ground. Once he tells you to put your hands behind your back, the conversation is over. No matter what you say or do, you will be arrested. Remember that. That might, people might, might avoid getting shot like that or tased or slammed or fucking choked. Put your hands behind your back. Let them put the cuffs on you. Yep. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's easier to to argue it in court than it is if you're dead. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Have you ever seen any cop tell a guy to put your hands behind your back and then that person convince the cop not to? <laughs> right. Have you ever seen that? Because I haven't. And there's video everywhere. Well, you know, the media is creating this epidemic of... There's no epidemic. They're making it... The media makes it sound like there is this epidemic of police officers killing black people. It's an epidemic. All of a sudden, you have all these police officers shooting black people for no reason at all. No fucking reason at all. That is bullshit. The media lies. Here is the statistics. But the facts clearly prove 
that you're being lied to. Of all the people shot dead in the US in 2016 so far, 24% were black. Black people make up around 13% of the population, but they commit around half of violent crimes like homicides. Law-breaking black Americans are five to 10 times more likely to put themselves in close proximity to mostly white police officers. So you'd expect there to be more violent confrontations between black males and white police officers. But so far in 2016, almost double the number of whites have been killed by cops compared to blacks. Only 3% of black people shot dead by police in 2016, just 13 in total, were unarmed. If there was a nationwide epidemic of racist white cops shooting black people, these figures would be far higher because the percentage of unarmed white people shot dead by cops is exactly the same, 3%. So cops are shooting dead unarmed whites and blacks at exactly the same rate. There's no racial disparity. Do we have a problem with police brutality in America? Yes, undoubtedly. Is it almost exclusively targeted towards black people as Black Lives Matter claims? No, but the polarizing way in which Black Lives Matter made it all about race has divided the nation. Right. And those are the facts. Those There's an article here uh, that I'm reading, and it says that cops kill, cops killed nearly twice as many whites yes. as blacks in 2015. Yes, that's what this guy just said, as well yeah, as 2000. Yes. Exactly the same thing. Yep, that's mm -hmm. right. So we should have white lives matter. We got to go crazy. We won't get media attention, though. That's the thing. It won't, it won't go anywhere because the media won't give us any attention. Black lives matter, they will. But not white lives matter. <laughs> Cisco yeah, the said it the best. Cisco said it the best. He said, my life matters. Yes. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's concerning because it feels like it's going to cause... A civil war. Yes. Oh, it is. It is. And let me tell you something, Flitzanu. When Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, oh, my fucking God. <laughs> it's going to be nuts. There's, there's going to be riots everywhere. It's, it's going to be crazy. Black people yeah. are going to go nuts. Puerto Ricans, Mexicans are all going to go nuts. They're going to go nuts. Holy fuck. It's going to be crazy. I, you know, I've, I, I have no interest in... Guns. I've never had interest in guns. I've never wanted to own a gun. I've never given a shit about guns. This is the first time in my life where I've actually thought about going and getting a permit and getting a gun because I'm worried. I have a daughter yeah. now. I'm 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 worried. I mean, I live in a small town. Uh, you know, I I I tend to think, oh, it's a small. But I I don't know, man. I'm telling you, when that Donald Trump when he becomes president, holy fuck. It's going to be fucking World War Three. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be bad. You know, it, it really is. Well, maybe where you live, not as bad, because you probably got a lot of Trump supporters where you live. They also uh, got a lot of guns where he lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of guns around here. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 going to be frightening. And, and the media and their coverage of it is just going to make it 10 times worse. Oh, ban the media. We got to ban the fucking media is what we got to do. Are you a Trump supporter? You know, I don't vote, <laughs> and a lot of people, a lot of people don't like that. My parents hate it because they're like, "Oh, you need to vote. You need to whatever." I I choose not to simply because 
it would make me accountable for my decision. And if I don't make a decision, then, you know, like it entitles me to not have a real opinion about what's going on. Because, you know, if if I make the choice to vote for somebody, then that means I have to I have to support my opinion on why I voted for this person. And if I don't do it, then then I don't have to have an opinion about it. I'm voting the first time in my entire life this year. Really? You've never voted before. Wow. Never voted before. This is going to be the first time. Interesting. Well, that's good. I do. Now, I do think that Trump will win. Um, I mean, I I thought that pretty early on that uh, I I just not really, you know, not because of his his money, not because of, you know, whatever. I just think that that was just my opinion. Like, I I think he's going to pull it off. Um, I think I think that if Trump wins this race, it is going to change how every presidential race is handled from here moving forward. People that never in a million years would have dreamed of running for president are now going to do it. And, right. and I, think, I think it's going to shake things up big time. I hope he wins. I really do. I, I don't – listen, he, he was the – okay. When he, when he announced he was going to run, when he was going to run for president, Dino, in the beginning it was a joke. Yeah, I didn't take it seriously. It was a joke. The media made it, all the political commentary and all the shit they talk about. Oh, it's a joke. It's not going to go anywhere. I don't know why we're talking about this. It's not going to go anywhere. And it started to go somewhere. And the media coverage is 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 what got him where he is today. And uh, the way he works the media, which is wonderful. He's a master at working the media. And uh, that that's going to make him president of the United States. I don't know if that could ever happen again. I don't. I mean, you'd have to have a really whacked out fucking outsider for the media to give him the kind of attention they gave to Donald Trump. But uh, the, the the media put him where he is, and his you know genius as well as working the media. And yeah, he, he is. He's, he's going to become president. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I know I, if it, when it comes to uh, dealing with other countries. Uh, that's terrible. I, I think that's bad. <laughs> he's not going to do us anything. He's not going to help us when it comes to deal with other countries at all. But, uh, you know, hopefully. But again, me being a, you know, running two small businesses and seeing how I'm raped every month for the outrageous taxes. Uh, I can't hope to, to, su- but to support a Republican because they're going to stop that. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be How about this fucking cruise didn't endorse him? Isn't that fucking mind-boggling? No, not really. I, I knew he wasn't. The Cruz can't fucking stand him. That 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 wasn't surprising at all. He, you know, I what? was shocked. I think it, has it ever been an instance where uh, 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 a, a a Republican didn't didn't endorse? Well, there's been an instance after he won the nomination. Well, yeah, there's been an instance of that, but there has been an instance where they went to the Republican uh, convention and said they were going to speak and insinuated they were going to support him and didn't. That's what, it, was, it was just stupid what he did. That was so dumb. I, I think I think he thought that was going to help him. It didn't help him uh, at all. That fucking ruined his political career. Yeah, it made him look like a complete fucking idiot. Yeah. I mean, it, it was bad. And I'd see, and I, I noticed, like, uh, you know, flipping channels, like, whenever they had all the, the whatever that shit is going on, you know, like, they kept pointing out, like, oh, George Bush isn't here. This is the first time. They've never showed up. Like... 
why? Like what, you know, it, it seemed like they're really trying to drive that point home instead of like, that could be something that they didn't have to even acknowledge, but yeah. it's like, they wanted to point out all of the, you know, like we're talking about with the media that they're, yep. they're loving it because they're finding any small insignificant detail and pointing it out. Like it's a really big deal. Yes, absolutely. That's what they're great at. That's what they're masterful at. Yeah. Well, they made a big deal. They made a big deal about the speech, you know, uh, about uh, Trump's wife uh, taking uh, some lines from uh, um, Michelle Obama's speech uh, eight eight years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. The media tried so hard to make that the hugest, biggest news, the biggest deal ever. Um, People didn't care. People didn't give a shit. Nobody cared. So she took a few lines. Nobody cared. The media yeah. tried their hardest to make people care. Oh, my God, this is an outrage. This is plagiarism. Blah, blah, blah. They went on and on and on and on, and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> nobody <laughs> cared. People don't care. Nobody give a fuck. I don't care. Nobody gave a shit. You know, someone said, how many people, uh, when they were in high school or in college, uh, took a few lines to uh, finish off a paper. Everybody's plagiarized at some point in their life. Nobody cares. Every book report I ever fucking did, yes. I copied the motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nobody cared. I mean, and, I mean, and all the all the people that are writing these speeches, you know, like you can only have so many original thoughts when you're repeating the same thing. I mean, because, you know, most political speeches, it's all it's all saying the same thing over and over, just in different words. And they're saying, you know, they're pandering to the people and they're pandering to what people want to hear. And so how, you know, how many original concepts can they come up with? Like they're always going to, you know, something is going to sound similar to something else. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It's almost 11 o'clock. Wow. I watched that movie that you took with... um... With the, what's his name? Wiener? Wiener. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It wasn't it good? <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's a great. You got to watch that, uh, Flitzy. It's uh, called Wiener. It's about Wiener. Uh, Anthony Wiener, the guy that was the uh, either a senator or a congressman, and he got caught sexting with those girls, and uh, then he lost his career because they got caught sexting with girls, and then he ran for uh, mayor of New York back in 2013 it's a documentary where they follow him when he's running for mayor in new york and, and now now you saw it you know right don't you feel sorry for his wife his poor wife <laughs> yeah i don't feel sorry for his wife with it's not his fault it's the media that that makes her look like that like the like the the poor soul if she wanted to leave the marriage she could have left the marriage anytime she wanted she's in love with the guy well, you know, I don't think he's such a bad guy. No, I don't. I don't. I've, I don't think he's a bad guy either. Um, he no, obviously. I've seen him in action, uh, uh, you know, uh, politically, and he's ballsy. Yes. You know, he's very ballsy. I, I, th- I, I thought he would have made a great mayor, personally. Right. Uh, well, he would have been better than fucking De Blasio. But he's this fucking <laughs> idiot. He's worried about the fucking horses in Central Park instead of fucking the real mat- real things that matter. I know. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, well, the me- that's the thing with uh, Anthony Weiner that the media wouldn't, the media wasn't going to give him a chance to even be considered. I mean, it, it's sad, and he tried. You see in that documentary, he tried really hard. I mean, he really did everything he could. Yeah, but he hung in there. Yeah, <laughs> he really hung in there. He did. He really did hang hang in there, and uh, 
And now Trump's going to be president. Go figure. <laughs> I do think, oh. you know, like, I mean, Trump is a, obviously he's a successful businessman. He's, you know, he, he has a great business mind. And I do think it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, maybe, I mean, that's the, the whole thing with the government too. I mean, it's not like the president really runs the country, you know, like, all the all the other cabinets and all the other agencies and whatever. I mean, they're all in control of everything anyway. I mean, he's going to be a figurehead, and he's really not going to be doing as much as everybody thinks. And I mean, which is always how it is anyway. But I think it's it's interesting with him being such a prolific businessman to see what he can do. Yeah, well, look at what Bloomberg did for New York in his terms. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. Bloomberg was a businessman, and he yeah. ran New York like a business. And, you know, when he was in, in office, the, the city flourished. Yeah. You know, now you got this fucking half-wit riding on his coattails. <laughs> yeah, well. And, you know, and, and I, I said this the other day that maybe uh, this is, this is a, a strong <laughs> statement, but maybe uh, it's time to start bringing back bigger bombs. That, maybe. Right. I mean, he, he's, you know, he's very, uh, very protective of America. Like, I mean, I think that's kind of a, an area that people don't, they, they understand it, but I don't think they really point out how, uh, you know, how much he at least appears to care about America. Well, like he's, the, the president we got now ain't got a ball between his fucking legs that we already <laughs> right. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like he's, he's devoted to fixing America like that. It, it seems like that would be more of a, a front-running thought in people's heads that he obviously, you know, he wants to change things. He wants to make America great again, you know. And, uh, I mean, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But, you know, it, he's, he's very proud of his country. Well, he's got, someone's got to make Connecticut great again because we're falling apart. we got fucking Danny Malloy who is destroying us. We've had Democrats destroying us for years. Uh, we had a billion-dollar deficit. Billion we're, you know, Connecticut, it's the size of a fucking pea. We got a billion-dollar <laughs> deficit. I mean, uh, GE's leaving. Major companies are leaving. Small businesses are closing left and right. I mean, we're, we're getting – Connecticut has never, ever been worse. This is the worst it's been in the existence of Connecticut, and it's been run by Democrats for the past how many years? I, I'm hoping people wake up and finally get rid of them. And you know what? When it comes down to it, I see a lot of this arguing, too, when it comes to vaping. Uh, people go, well, why does it have to be about Democrats and Republicans? Why does it have to be that way? Uh, listen, they made it that way. Democrats, they, they are not for vaping. They want it gone. 95, 97, I'll even say 98% of them are against vaping <laughs> e-cigarettes. They want it gone. Republicans are for us. Democrats are against us. That's a fact. I don't know why we're ignoring that. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, we can't make it about politics. It is about politics. Fucking Republicans are for us and the Democrats are not. Sorry, if you're a Democrat and you're a vapor, uh, they're not for you vaping. That's just yeah. the way it is. And I don't know why we're so dancing around that and all these advocacy groups and we can't make it about politics. Goddamn right we can. It's about politics. That's why we should be voting every Democrat, every anti-vaping Democrat out to show them that we mean business. I don't know why we're not focusing on telling vapors 
give them a list of their anti-vaping politicians in all the states they live in and focusing on voting them out and showing them, showing them that we're not fucking around. And, yeah, you know, somebody just made a good point, though. But look at who he chose for his vice yes, president. Yeah, you know, what? and I, I'm going to mention that. Yes, he did chose uh, Pence. Pence from Indiana. It's terrible. It's happening in Indiana. I don't know what's going on. You know, Greg responded to that on Facebook because someone brought that up, too. And what Greg's saying is his Pence had no idea what he was signing. He had no clue how it was going to affect vaping and e-cigarettes. Uh, he just signed because there was other things involved in it, and it wasn't only vaping and e-cigarettes. I don't know if that's true or not. Greg feels like Pence had no clue what he was signing. If he did know, it wouldn't have happened. Um, it's a possibility. Pence is a uh, Republican and obviously is sharing the same views as, as Donald Trump does. That's why he's, he's, he's his running candidate. And I can assure you that if Donald Trump knows that uh, we're being regulated out of existence, he's going to stop that real fucking fast. So I don't know. But, yes, I, I, I do understand that. Pence, uh, what's going on in his state with e-cigarettes is terrible. Not as bad as Pennsylvania. It's bad, but Pennsylvania is... Pennsylvania is fucked. Yeah. Proper fucked. And you know what? It's just going to continue unless vapors vote out these politicians that are doing this. It's an election year, you fucks. You keep on screaming, what do you want us to do? That's what you do. We, you know, Blumenthal being removed is a national news story. Blumenthal is untouchable. Blumenthal is a multimillionaire. He's elected every time. He's been involved in politics in the state of Connecticut for over 30 years. If he was to be out, you know what? People aren't even giving Dan Carter a chance. They're just going, Blumenthal's going to win because he always wins. That's just the way it is. That's just history. That's how it happens. If he was to lose because of the vapor vote, that's national news. That tells all your pot. Just this race here and Dan Carter winning would tell politicians across the country, oh, fuck, we better watch out. These fucking vapors got fucking Dick Blumenthal removed. We better watch the fuck out because that could be us next. What kind of the message that would bring? Why advocates aren't screaming that you vapors do this is beyond me. It's That's why advocacy is bullshit. Because it's not part of their agenda. No. It's ridiculous. Fucking unbelievable. Listen, poor Flitzano. We've had him on here for over two hours. <laughs> Well, he's fucking. It's only like nine o'clock where he is. He's, <laughs> is it really? Ten, but yeah, it's, it's 10, 10 o'clock. Yes, but but I uh, I think Flitzano is a creature of the night. I think you know he goes to work during the week and he does his forty hours and he does his job. But I think on the weekends he is a creature of the night. I think he's out all night till wee hours of the morning, and Sundays are his day to rest from his. Uh, his 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 crazy weekends. That's that that's what I picture. Maybe I'm wrong. That's what I picture. Uh, Flitzanu. That's, that's fairly fairly accurate. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you uh, bought a new house, huh? I did. I bought a house uh, back in May. Thank oh, you. really? Yeah. That's great. Yes. Awesome. I did an adult thing. Oh, that's great. You're out of the trailer. What'd you do with the trailer? Out of the trailer. Um, I sold it to a neighbor. Oh, there you go. So yeah, I gotta I know. It. I have to know. Did you get at least twenty <laughs> bucks for it? How much did you sell it for? I gotta know. I uh, sold it for a thousand dollars. Really? <laughs> it was like because it would it would take like apparently around three grand to move it. Yeah. And um, at, like I was to the point like sure, I, there's a lot of cinder blocks to move. It. Yeah. <laughs> 
and like it probably would have fallen apart like it was i think it was from the 80s like it was an older trailer and so at that point it was like you know what i i just don't even want to deal with it and it was actually my brother's trailer and so he was at the same point he was like you know i don't care i don't want it it's not worth anything like it would be the cost you know the cost or the hassle involved in trying to get rid of it would have far outweighed the money that we could have gotten so so, so so let me ask you this when you sold it um to this person did they come up with the price or did you give them that price did you say to them i don't know make me an offer or did you say we'd have to take a thousand dollars and they agreed um they uh yeah they they kind of like it was it was a hard up family like it was one of those things like i had a neighbor um in the in the trailer park there's an older guy that he was close to 70 and uh ironically was a smoker and died of lung cancer and um so his wife had died several years before that again from from cancer from related to smoking and uh so he eventually like he lived you know he he was around about a decade longer and then he just recently passed and so they ended up giving his trailer i guess like same thing it was like you know older kids uh, his his children were you know in their 40s or, or so and uh so they ended up uh giving this trailer away basically and so the neighbor that or the person that had moved into it had like a an in-law or a, a sibling or something that needed a place to live it was like you know a married couple that had like two or three kids that were, you know, getting kicked out of their apartment and like halfway living in their car, like just hard up. And so, you know, like they, uh, they were like, well, we could give you a thousand dollars. So I'm like, perfect <laughs> sold. And so, I mean, it, you know, I'm like, this is everything that's wrong with it. This is what's, you know, you need to fix this and this and this. And, and so they like, they were just, you know, the, as the expression goes, they were happy as a pig in shit that Did, they were able to get a, you know, it's like you can't get a place to live for a thousand bucks. Yeah. And they, you know, you can't like, get a car don't... to drive for a thousand dollars. I'm on a fucking house. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, you've got a place to live for a thousand bucks. Did that, so... that price include the uh, furniture or? No, um, I le- <laughs> like I took my furniture. I left uh, I left my window air conditioner units like I wanted to get out before summer. Like that's the worst thing is like it's, you know, summertime here. It's been about 100 like every day. Right. And like right now it's 10 o'clock at night. It's still 91 degrees at 10 o'clock at night. And so living in a metal box <laughs> was just the worst. Right. And so I did leave uh, the. Uh, the, I had three window units in the front and then one in the back. And so like I left the window units and like my old desk, you know, like a few random things I left there, but like I took the plastic, the plastic up. Uh, I took my, my, my bloody plastic curtain. (laughs) (laughs) So did you buy a, 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 like a farm or something? Cause you're in Oklahoma, right? I I picture this like cows (laughs) running around. (laughs) <laughs> you know, ironically, I said ironically, that's like twice in five minutes. No, my uh, my parents, my grandparents, like on my dad's side, uh, they own hundreds of acres like they they are farmers like my cousins on my dad's side of the family still farm and like sell subsidy to the government like that's their living and, uh, you know, have million dollar combines and huge farm equipment and all that shit. And so so I actually was raised in a farm environment, but uh I they they don't get cable out there, so I <laughs> I didn't want to live in the country. So right. you know, I I'm a I it's I'm actually like a mile away from where my trailer was. Like there's a neighborhood kind of right behind where yeah. I where I, I lived, and so uh, 
it's it was a cheap area um 1100 let's see it's like 11 i think it's 1160 square feet uh three bedroom garage um and uh it's it, the house is built in 77 and so perfect disco era yes <laughs> and uh have you know three huge closet like the master bedroom has a 10 foot closet which is amazing for me because i have so much clothes but uh yeah it's it was uh Good for it, you yeah it's it turned out really well no no real problems no structural damage no uh you know no no issues at all with the actual house so well, i saw you posted something you were looking for uh, to find the stud finder oh god find a stud and yeah. I told you what you should do. Fucking hire somebody. That's the <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was like, and it, it was, you have it was no business using a hammer. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to explain. It's like the, there's a, there's a utility closet in the front that the closet, you know, you like, if I walk into the garage, I can see the square where the closet is, you know, like, cause it juts out into the, into the garage. And so the stud that I was trying to find, um, it's, it was that corner where the, the closet wall butts into the, the wall inside the house. And so every, so it wasn't really finding the stud. It was verifying that it was a stud is kind of what I was trying to do because I was like, it tested as being a stud and I could like, I took magnets. I found the, like the, the nails or what, you know, like where it's, it's bolted nailed together and all that shit. And so I'm like, this should be a stud. But when I drilled into it, it didn't feel like a stud. And so then I was, I was freaking out. I was trying to, you know, but it turns out it was it uh, into the story. It turns out it so was. So now you got a glory hole in your house. So now I got a glory <laughs> hole. <laughs> no, I was actually, I would, <laughs> it doesn't make it sound any better. I was, I, uh, I was bolting, um, I have a curio cabinet. And so I was, uh, attaching like a, it's like an earthquake strap, not for earthquakes, but it's, that's yeah, what I know, what you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so they sell earthquake straps, and so that's this what they call. I thought they were for kids, so kids don't pull the shit on top of themselves. Yeah, like basically the yeah same thing. And so um, the uh, the curio cabinet, you know, it's thin and, and glass, and so I have cats that are assholes. So I'm just picturing my cats knocking this this curio cabinet over, and so I was trying to find a way, and like the perfect spot was right where I was trying to determine if this was an actual stud, and uh -huh. so. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I, I, so it was a stud, got it attached, and uh, so now, now it's all, it's safe. Now the cats are gonna live. Now the cats are not gonna knock it over and break all my shit. And this has got to be <laughs> a big, big positive for your dating life because now, like, you can go out to the, the bar, or the club, and meet a girl and take her back to your house instead of or, saying, or like, a guy, he does own a curio cabinet. <laughs> 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 either or whoever you can, it's yeah. okay so so let me so what's in my curio cabinet right now um if you're familiar with uh there's a 1930s uh horror writer named hp lovecraft and uh there's a monster you talk about him before yeah so there's a there's a monster his main monster in the stories is cthulhu and so i have this uh limited it's like a limited run. This, you know, some artist, I don't know, it was 15 years ago. Um, there were 250 statues made and uh, that this guy sold on eBay. So I have this, uh, this Cthulhu statue that needed to be prominently displayed because <laughs> it's like the one piece of valuable, you know, collector item things that I have. And so I, I needed something to put it in. So I was like, I need a curio cabinet. So I've got that. And then I have, uh, and most people aren't going to remember these. And I don't know. If uh, if they were around up in the in the northeast area or not, because this is redneck Oklahoma, I have a a bat 
a, a real bat that is encased in a glass ball, like a, a crystal glass ball, and it's a preserved bat. And um, and like I said, I've never seen them again. This is back from. Are you we know, talking about a flying bat, like a black yeah. flying? Oh wow! Yes. Yeah, like an actual bat. Oh, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll get a picture of it. And I'll send it to you. But um, uh-huh. but it's yeah, it's like um. It's just a weird little thing that, you know, kind of like you can buy like uh, like rattlesnake tail keychains and like weird shit like that. But it was a bat. It's a, a, a real, you know, full size grown bat that was encased in this weird gel and it's inside a glass ball. And oh uh, getting the chill so, sticking about that. So I've got that in, uh, you know, in the cabinet. And then I've got like a, 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 a jaw from or a, like a set of teeth from a, a shark, like a shark jaw. Uh-huh. And uh, and a friend actually went to New York, and there's a store in New York called, uh, oh shit, Obscura, I think it is, and they sell yes. weird, yeah, they sell weird shit there. And I had a friend that visited, and uh, one of the bartenders that I know, and he brought back uh, Cobra wine, and it's a, a little tiny Cobra in a in a jar of of alcohol, and um, so I've got that in my, so I have actual curio items in my curio cabinet, so. Uh. Very so cool. there. Well, maybe I should send you my squirrel that I got from Obscura. I went to Obscura a few years ago, and Jamie bought a squirrel. A, a, oh, yeah? Uh, yes. A, uh, I don't know what you call it. Not stuffed, but whatever the fuck they do when they... Uh, it's a squirrel. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Just It sits on my fucking office floor. I do nothing with it. And, right. uh, yeah, it just sits there and looks at me. You yeah, have it's a like, new it's hobby. Just weird, morbid shit. You yeah. have a new hobby? I have a new hobby, yeah. I'm collecting vintage razors now. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I've gotten, I, I've accumulated quite the collection. Are these like straight razors? No. No, they're all like old uh, Gillette razors and old gem razors. I got some from as early as 1912. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. See, it's, uh, it's fun to have weird hobbies like that. Yeah, I got. Uh, I have a. Uh, I, 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 when you mentioned Kiro Cabin, I thought about what my medicine chest looks like, and it's all filled with these fucking these vintage razors. So, how is that fun again? You buy old razors, and what you play with them, or you just stare at them? <laughs> no, I actually. You know what? There's a there's a company out in California that uh, does restoration. So if I find something that's that's a good candidate for a restoration, I send it out to them, and they. I get it back. It looks like brand new, and I use them. That's what oh, I use cool. to shave with. I use all vintage razors. I use now. Hmm. I actually I had a conversation uh, with John from uh, the uh, the the Ohms guys over in England, and he had mentioned that he had a conversation with you about uh, sending him a giant box of razors because you couldn't order them to the states or something. He did. He yeah. sent me. He sent me what there was this I had this razor that I purchased uh, that takes one particular blade made by this company and the blades are like like they're like a, if you buy them in the United States they're like a dollar a piece and that's pretty expensive if you know when you use one or you use that blade once or twice and you throw it away right so there was a company in the UK that was selling them for like 50 cents a piece so John got me I, you know, I sent him the money. He got me 400 of these razors, and he shipped them to me. <laughs> and I saved, like, half the money I saved. Yeah. Yeah, he mentioned that we were in a hangout one night, and he, uh, we were talking about that. And uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I figured he was must have thought I was crazy asking me to do me the favor, but he did it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, collecting razor seems a little wacky to me, but what no, I it's not. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I, I I used to. I, I got Cisco into it now. Not that he's collecting, but he's using a safety razor now. I used to have a lot of problems shaving uh, with with the newer razors. I used to get ingrown hairs, and it was very, very, very bothersome to my face. Since I started using the vintage razors and using safety razors, I don't have that problem anymore. It's like the technology from, from, the, from the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s is better than the technology in stuff that they sell today and it's it's so much better I, are know, these I, are these like the the safety are they like the the double-edged razor blades yeah double-edged razor blades you know like the ones you, you screw unscrew the bottom and the top opens like a like a set of doors opens on the top some of those right and, right uh i'm telling you it's it's like night and day it's like night and day yeah, I have and a, a now I'm collecting like those. shave brushes and fucking. <laughs> I must. I swear to God, I got a fuck. It's unbelievable. It's uh, it's unbelievable. What I've. It's like modding all over again for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I my cousin switched to using those uh, those safety razors, and he said it. I I I don't grow enough hair on my face to warrant uh, shaving, <laughs> so I don't have any experience. But he was like, oh no, it's amazing. Like he he said the same thing that you did that that all the the you know triple blade razors and all that other bullshit just suck compared to using just it's a it's, single it's night and day it's really yeah. changed everything uh, that i thought you know it, it, i had so much trouble uh with with my neck area and my chin area and not anymore it's all gone so right. that's make this is great interesting radio we're talking about yeah, razors very interesting <laughs> I, I i'm just waking up okay well we're <laughs> We're going to wrap this up. Flitzanu, he still does his show. I know he does. It's Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. Is that correct? 8 Eastern, yes. Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. He's on Vape TV. His, uh, he does a uh, show. It's a video show, so you can see Flitzanu, hang out with him. He talks about a lot of interesting things, very interesting things. Fun fact, we looked up the uh, the start date of that because we were trying to figure out uh... – because I, I couldn't quite remember. Um, it was December 2010 that uh, that I was emailed, asked and asked to uh, to start doing a show there or if I go. had interest in doing a show. So. So, yeah. So I've been doing that show since the end of 2010. Yes. You're like Merv Griffin of fucking vaping. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> never changed networks, never changed time slots. Like I've had that original yep. time slot, that original show. Since the end of 2010. Yes. It's crazy. Doing it a very long time. And it's very fun to hang out with Flitzy. And he talks about all kinds of, of, not just vaping stuff, but all kinds of stuff. He's all over the place. It's very, very interesting. So Vape TV, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You must watch Flitzy. Check out his show. I want to thank you for coming on. It's always fun having you on. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for asking me, man. It's always cool to hang out. Yes, it is a lot of fun, and I know Dino enjoys having you on as well. Oh, I love having Footsie on. He's the best. <laughs> yes, he is. He is. We just need to hang out again sometime. Like, yes, we will. You guys need to make I told it to you, come point. to New York. Yes, come to New York. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to go to Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Nobody wants to come to Oklahoma. I'm shocked come you to would New want... York. We'll have a ball here. I, I, Flitzy, you love New York. You kidding me? My God. I, and, I'm, and I could, you know, yeah, come to New York. I'm right there, and Dino's there, and uh, see if you were vape famous, we would have flew you in for the fucking for the for the <laughs> event that yeah, the, 
that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And, well, and that you know, now that all the conventions are probably going to stop, you know, because with everything going on, there's really not going to be a need for vape conventions, which is sad to say. But uh, yeah, so that I won't really have anything going on anymore. So then I'll have free time to come visit. Yes, you got it. You've got to come to just even if it's just for a weekend. We'll have a yeah. great time. I promise you, it'll be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'll do yes. that. Cool. All right. Well, then we'll see you soon. And thanks for joining us. Let's see. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks again. Take care, guys. All right, man. Good night, buddy. All right. That's it. We're wrapping it up, Dino. Wrapping it up. All right, pal. We will talk to you next week. You got it. All right, man. Later. Good night. All right. That is it. I want to thank our sponsors, The Plume Room. Go to theplumeroom.com. Use code VIP, uh, da, use code VPLive15 to get 15% off your purchase. They have great e-liquids, fantastic e-liquids. You need to check them out. Smokelessimage.com is also our sponsor. Check them out as well. If you know someone that needs a starter kit, they got wonderful starter kits, great prices. The Plume Room and Smokeless Image support them because they support us. We'll be back next Sunday, 9 o'clock p.m., Eastern Standard Time, I am out.